Hey guys, welcome back to Cinema Adventures, where three friends sit around and talk about the hottest movies, TV shows, and everything in between. Naughty likes to do a theme music, I guess, in the background. <laughs> Today we are talking about the sequel to Split Glass, and also, I guess, sequel to The Unbreakable it, Split technically, Glass. Yeah. Technically, it would be the trilogy. Yep. Well, series. we're going to touch on the trilogy. Yeah, yeah we'll touch, yeah, on, we'll, we'll touch on it, but... This is a technically a sequel to Split. Yes, we do. Okay. And today we have with us my brother from another mother, my compadre with another madre. Miguel, how you guys doing? That's right. <laughs> the one and only Miguel. He's back. Uh, what episode did we have you on? It was uh, the it was zombie one. Overlord. Zombie one, um, Wait. Overlord. <laughs> Is he only going to be on Zombie Once too? <laughs> well, no, not now. <laughs> not anymore. He's my not Javi. My, he <laughs> my first one. All right. He yeah. broke the yeah. curse. It yeah, was, no, yeah. no, no. He's good. He Non-zombie broke, movie. Yeah, he broke the seal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, oh, the cooties, yeah. Overlord. <laughs> zombie back to back. I like zombies, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So as we get into first impressions, I want to just talk about, were you excited for Glass? What's your history with Unbreakable and Split? Kind of just break it down in this first impression, okay? So right, cool, you want to cool. start with our guest first, yeah, Miguel? Let's go ahead. All yeah. right, Miguel. Okay, so I was really looking forward to Glass because M. Night, Sha- Night Shyamalan. Fuck his name. Shyamalan. Mr. Knight. That, that, guy, that guy, fuck him. Do He's real, up. real. He's fucked up. Do, Do real, real. real. <laughs> Do real, real. Watch the, watch the Cooties podcast. The, but hey. uh, but uh, anyways, M. Night Shyamalan. Um, I was looking forward to it because uh, Unbreakable, Split, you guys should know this is a follow-up, Glass, it's a trilogy like Nadi said, so we go to Split. Um, I was looking forward to it. Um, for me, Unbreakable, really good, Split, really good. Um, I give Unbreakable an 8, and I give Split an 8. And Damn. then this one, I was looking forward to really, like, I was like, oh man, this is going to be like dope, like it's the third one. I was like, this asshole had this in his back pocket the whole time. <laughs> he fucking made Unbreakable, and he's been holding on to these. Really split, really good. Glass was coming out. Oh, shit. This is, this is like his Hail Marys. He's going to make up for his other shitty movies. I was like, all right, let's get this shit popping. <laughs> okay, good. Now, Nadi, yeah, your first uh, impressions, please. Uh, like Miguel said, yeah, I'm completely familiar with the entire trilogy. I think this is a, great, a good way to put it. Um, I've seen Unbreakable. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I've seen Split. Really enjoyed it. Great. Uh, I'd give them both. Okay, I'd give. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I said, sorry, real quick. Sorry, guys. Miguel, I said an A, but I, I know you guys do A, B, C, D shit. Oh, that's fine. So I, I give them both a B. Like a B. B. Okay. Strong Bs. Yeah. Okay. Almost B pluses. Yeah, the same. I, I think I'd give um, Unbreak. No, both, both a B. Yeah, both, both a B? Bs, yeah. Okay, okay. Now, continue on. Um, uh, like I said, so yeah, so I, I, I am familiar with both. I've seen, I hadn't seen Unbreakable in a long time until I revisited it before um, watching Glass. Um, really good movie. It is good. It is really good. Such a good movie. Um, Dead oh, air, Naughty. Jesus. I know, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry collect your sorry. thoughts here, bro. Sorry. Old man, old man Naughty over here. Sorry. He spent all his energy on cooties, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> We're first reset. Uh, Anyways, we just, we just <laughs> Yeah. Can we get your first impression? Sure. Uh, <laughs> I forgot which movie we were talking about. My bad. <laughs> Damn. I Put fell. the beard down, Nadi. No, but with with um, with fail. Bars closed. Let, let fail talk. Hold on. We'll come back no, to you. We're fail. good. We're good. Right, we're good. We're good. We're good. All right. Okay. No. So with glass, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed parts of it. I don't want to get into yeah too, too much spoilers because but... it'll give it the, give were the movie. You, were you hyped for it? 
I was extremely excited for this movie. I was awaiting it. And I just... Same. Yeah. But watching it, a little disappointed. Honestly, a little disappointed. Okay. Okay. But we'll get into that a little further in... Uh, yeah, down the road the, in spoilers. Okay. Yeah. Fail. Uh, First impressions. All right. Let's start My with brother the, from another mother over there. <laughs> let's start with Unbreakable. Uh, I actually watched this movie, I think, when it first came out about three or four times. Really confused. Uh, <laughs> really wasn't sure what the hell was going on. <laughs> right off the bat, Phil, I was confused. Yeah, no, no. Unbreakable. Not Glass or the other one. Unbreakable. Did you finally understand it? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good thing I did. I actually did. After okay, like the okay. fifth time, I found out. I was like, all right, I, I think I follow what they're going. Um, yeah, it was a little twist. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I'm gonna say I didn't see the surprise. I, I, the, the, the fucking twist in the movie got me completely off. Like, like what the hell? I just watched a comic book movie. Real quick, did you watch The Sixth Sense before this? Because you know, twist at the end. Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, at that point, I think he hadn't developed that whole like, yeah. what a twist. You know? Yeah, he wasn't really known. That was maybe by that point. His second. That was his movie, second maybe? film. So he did Unbreakable That's right stale. after. Um, six Sense, and then after Unbreakable, he did Signs. Okay, so, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so then you know, fast forward, uh, Split. I wasn't. I didn't even know he was the one that produced it or wrote it or any of that. So I went in there basically blindfolded, Bird Box Challenge. Walked in there, <laughs> <laughs> Bird Box Challenge. Yep. So nice. I, hey, I didn't hey. know. Is that a refer- <laughs> reference to, <laughs> to his other movie? <laughs> Pretty maybe. Uh, no, anyways. Oh, that was good. So, no. dude, that, the movie blew me away. The performance of, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Not him. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Split. Sorry, Split. Oh, split. Oh, split. Oh, 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 you switched to Split. James okay. McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, blew me away. Oh, I think I skipped the grades. We're grading the, the previous ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I give it a B. For B both? minus. Both? On Unbreakable. On Unbreakable. No, B minus. Yeah, B minus. Okay. Uh, so split. split. Didn't even know he was a director, writer, any of that stuff. So watching the movie, I was like blown by... Uh, uh, again, James McAvoy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, his name, uh, his performance was like... You were dude. blown by James McAvoy. <laughs> Wait, no. What's his name? <laughs> you, yeah, no, no, you, no, you paused. You, you said you were blown, blown. by him. <laughs> blown away. <laughs> I know. But you paused. <laughs> You're like, like I was blown, hey, and then I was like, by Jason. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sorry, that was like funny. by one of his alternate personnel, by Patricia. <laughs> Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was Jade. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Okay, keep uh, going. Keep yeah, going. no, it was freaking awesome, dude. I was like, and then towards the end, spoilers for Split. You know, you see, uh, oh god, David Dunn. <clears throat> yeah, David Dunn. Sorry, uh, David Dunn's character, which connects everything, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Super excited. I was like, "So with that, I gave that movie an A plus." A, a. Nice. Uh, so then, getting into Glass. First impressions. First impressions, man. I I was excited, and I'm I was super excited for the movie. Super excited. Uh, I walked in there honestly, just kind of. Ex- some just a gut feeling kind of knowing that I was going to be a little um I guess underwhelmed or just disappointed in the movie overall um yeah but you know walking in I finally once I started watching it you know it started off with a great opening first act yeah I was like I was hooked uh you know I was fully invested in all the characters 
And then just slowly, steadily, it just started taking a nosedive on, like, the movie just started taking a nosedive. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Too much monologuing, too much. I mean, and again, I, I like what they were saying, all the monologues and everything, but I feel like the story wasn't going anywhere. It was just kind of like spinning on its own wheels. And I'm like, dude, give me more. Like, give me more. I want, like, I want to see, like, I want to see more of this, of what's going on. And again, I'm non-spoiler, so I, I can't really go into some of the stuff that I, you know, why I was so kind of pissed off and angry. Uh, part, part of me was watching the movie. I was like, I almost felt like Mr. Knight, uh, was just, he was like more concentrated on trying to twist and surprise the people overall. And, and I think the movie kind of suffered for it a lot on him just trying to focus on trying to surprise people, trying to give them the big twist. And dude, I think he just failed. He failed. On my first impressions, I'll touch on what Phil's saying. It left me wanting more. That's what he sounds like. It left me wanting more. That, uh, I didn't say that earlier, but it left me wanting more. Glass. Can we? Yeah. Glass. Can we say it was a half empty, half full type of glass yeah. thing? Yep. Uh, <laughs> <honestly>. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. That was good. Exactly. That was Who's good. the Punisher now? <laughs> hey, the return Man. of the pun. That's right, dude. I love I love puns. This is very yeah. gun, finger guns. Pew 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 pew. pew. Oh but, <laughs> um, okay, so th- those are your first impressions. You got anything else, Fail? No, no. That's okay. just honestly that's kind of what I kind of walked into. I would definitely agree with what Fail just said. It did leave a lot to be desired. Um, it just started off so strange, like it wasn't the same movies from before that we had yeah. seen. You know, even the way it was filmed. Yeah, was differently. I don't know if you guys understand notice what that. I mean by that or notice that, but I was mentioning it, mentioning me, it to Miguel when we were watching it. Yeah, me and I saw it together, uh, it and I was like, telling Nadi, I was like, "What's going on here? Yeah. Like, it feels weird. It feels yeah. different. Yeah. Like, why is it like this?" I did like I, I knew from the get go, like fail, so like a gut feeling kind of thing. I didn't know till I actually started. I was like, "Oh shit, this shit's different." Like first impressions <laughs> thing. I was like, oh. "Yeah, no, but yeah. the opening act, dude, I was like." on board i'm like no yeah right, no it, hell it, yeah it, it, it like i was like okay, okay it got but, me so but, pumped but i knew like oh man this is gonna be different so definitely um what about you though randy yeah so uh, unbreakable is literally one of my favorite movies of all time it's a great like like breakdown of traditional comic book superhero movies before everything blew up with the mcu and all mm-hmm. that other stuff and extended universes this is really where it began and i don't think he gets enough credit for that and he had a lot of ideas. Um, the whole entire opening of Glass was actually written into the script of Unbreakable. That character was supposed to be in that movie. They oh, cut wow. that whole entire thing with him stealing the cheerleaders and everything was already written. But he knew he didn't have enough time to accomplish it. So he cut that character all together and then he created Split. So that's how that came about. So that actually that opening scene was in Unbreakable. So that's pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah, because he says that in multiple interviews after Split came out. He's like, oh, yeah, this character was supposed to be part of the universe the whole time, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, Unbreakable. Uh, <laughs> I recently rewatched it. Uh, it still holds up, but it is, oh, my gosh, very slow. Yeah. The pacing is is not bad, per se, and I wouldn't say it's a negative, but it just, oh, the pacing is just not as very, fast as Split. Very slow and steady. Yeah, and then, because I watched it in reverse. I watched Split first um, with Susie because she had never seen it. Then we watched Unbreakable. And it's just, 
the pacing is so drastically different for that like 16 year gap when split came out, like split is like on it. Like the pacing's good. Everything, the camera work, it's all beautiful and nice. Um, but not to go into too much detail, but that it works for unbreakable. Cause it sets it up like, Oh shit. Like what is, what is this? What kind of movie is this? If you don't know going into it, you're like, at the end, you're like, oh, okay, that's why it was like that. If you literally just pull any scene from Unbreakable, it could be a drama. Like, it, it doesn't present itself in any, you know, hard way as a superhero film. So, really, like, if you just pulled a still from that, people would be like, oh, it's just another Bruce Willis drama or something like that. Um, as far as grades, Unbreakable, I, I would say just because of the pacing and a couple other, other moments, I'd give it like a B+. Plus. Um, but Split, Split really blew me away, especially like you were saying with uh, James McAvoy. McAvoy, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he makes that whole entire movie. Uh, that's an A for me. Like, that's a good movie from beginning to end. I love the whole thing. Um, I even really enjoy the twist. Uh, it's very layered. It's, it's got great camera work. Um, it's another quiet film, just like Unbreakable. It's not like over the top. It's very quiet, but the pacing is more of a thriller. If you yeah, no, no, it it definitely is. It's definitely more of a thriller, and um, I just like the concept so much, and I I really enjoy the twist. I know he's known for twists, and uh, but this one really worked in Split. It really, really works because it's a oh shit moment. It's not a like ah really like it's not one of those disappointing twists. It's more like oh shit, I'm shocked right now. Like you really threw a good twist in there. Um, I think, by the way, I only think it worked just because of the gap between the films. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think for if sure. you would have, you know, filmed it a lot, you know, closer to Unbreakable, I don't think it would have held up the same way. Oh, yeah. Luckily, luckily it worked for him. Like how like yeah. Randy was saying, like, oh, he talks about it, like how he wanted to be part originally. Luckily, it was too much and he waited. It worked for him. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I think the, the gap works really good, especially because I remember when I went to go see the film Split, I literally had a guy next to me lean over to his girlfriend and be like, oh, shit, Unbreakable. Like, he just it clicked <laughs> in his head. Like, he's like, oh, my God, like, it's connected. And the girlfriend's like, what are you talking about? What? Because the movie's so fucking old. It's yeah. 16 years old. No one's going to like, unless you really love that film, it's going to take a minute. Or and no it, M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, and the and. Even Split, they kind of kept his name kind of quiet on that one. You know what I mean? Like Glass, like they're like, M. Night's back. Like they're totally marketing it with his name. But Split, I remember they kind of kept it quiet. They weren't Whoa. like really promoting his name because he has a stigma right now. Well, he had a few stinkers too. That's why yeah. I think he kind of <laughs> yeah. disappeared for a while. What do you mean? Lady in the Water is amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the what Village? A, what a twist. Or oh what about God. his oh best God. film ever? The Last Airbender? Oh, oh, you fucking asshole. You fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, yeah, so A for uh, Split and then Glass. Um, obviously, we can't get into grades no, or spoilers. Um, I don't even really want to talk about it right now until we get into spoilers because I have... I have a lot of emotions about this movie. Uh, let's just, I was, let's just well, hang on, hang on. I was super hyped on it. I will say that uh, I was really excited, but I told you guys multiple times, I'm worried. It's coming out in January. That's not really a good sign usually. It felt rushed. I mean, that movie came out in 2016 split, and this movie's only coming out a couple years later. And like you, were, you guys were saying how the movie felt different, I agree to an extent the movie feels more polished and Hollywood-ish, like kind of like more streamlined. But a lot of the camera work still feels like split, like it still feels connected to me. Um, 
So I would only say that, like, you know, the the, the style definitely feels a little less gritty. Because Split felt really dirty and gritty and real. Unbreakable feels even more gritty and real. And this one feels the most clean and kind of up-to-date, I would say, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, but, Nadi, let's... Everybody okay jumping yep, into yeah, spoilers? Yeah, let's yeah, go ahead yeah, and jump into yeah. spoilers. Okay, so here is the trailer for Glass. I'll tell you a secret. I want to believe in real-life superheroes. Like every kid in the world. But I'm still waiting. And yet, we exist. Convince me. Some of us don't die with bullets. No way. Some of us can bend steel. What do you want? I need your abilities to get us out of here. The bad guys are teaming up. I'm the only person who can stop them. We are not meant to have this much power. Are you ready to show the world what we are capable of? This won't be like a comic book. What do we call you, sir? First name, Mr. Last name, Glass. And that was a trailer for Glass. All right, guys, full-on spoilers. Who wants to set it off? I'll start. <laughs> Damn. Let me just say this. Fuck M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> God damn it. You were waiting to naughty, jump in naughty, on that. Naughty, naughty, naughty brought up The Last Airbender. Fuck that motherfucker. First, let me just get this out. Of, let me just get this out. I need to get this out, guys. This motherfucker fucking botched a fucking film that he could have made great. Like, fucking listen to the... He had the fucking cartoon. He could have fucking made something great. And then this idiot fucks up glass that like we were talking horrible. about unbreakable was good split was good and then he just totally drops the ball on glass but anyways go fail <laughs> oh my god where can i start with this movie and that was and that was our glass. review glass <laughs> <laughs> oh my god where can i start uh pick pick a spot man from the beginning basically the uh, once i finished watching this movie i was like this is like the fucking incredibles meets broke-ass Batman from the beginning. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, why? And the thing is, that I should have fucking known because right before I went to watch the movie, I saw his interview. And they're in the room, they're asking them, you know, why and why and how, you know, why did you decide to make this movie? So I'm like, oh, well, you know, the studios asked me, basically, because I guess it's a... a Co basically co Simon between two studios. I, I'm not sure which ones, but he I believe it's Blumhouse. Says, yeah, and would they hold the right for one, and then some other studio has the right for split? So basically, for Glass would be an order to be made, they had to kind of agree. So right there, I'm like, ah, shit, it's a money grab. It's a money grab. It's gonna suck. And then he started saying like, oh yeah, well you know some I forgot exactly what he said. Basically, almost say, implying that, well yeah, I kind of made it for the money. They threw all this money at me and. They said, go at it. Finish your franchise. And I'm like, crap. I was like, and the fact that, like you said, the quick turnaround, they didn't like it. And it was just all the signs were there just pointing to be just a bad film. I mean, the sad part, though, they didn't throw that much money at him. The movie was only, budget was 20 mil. It wasn't even that high. Uh, yeah, that only, was just, wait, 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 that was just 20 mil? <laughs> the split was made for 10. It's only 10 more. Yeah, it's probably ten, Bruce Willis' paycheck. Only, only 10 more million. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, the last movie Bruce Willis was in that was big? Uh, exactly. G.I. Joe Retaliation. No, just exactly. kidding. <laughs> exactly. Oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> or Expendables 3. Yes. <laughs> Where he just stands around in a suit. Um, yeah, no, this movie... Sixth Sense. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, uh, keep going. Didn't didn't use their the the some of the actors. I feel like they didn't use them the right way. They kind of just to had the them there potential. to the side. Yeah. Uh, again, James McAvoy. James McAvoy, McAvoy you yeah. got it. Nailed it. But even him, towards parts of the film, he was getting a little repetitive. It was like, okay, this is cool. I know he has personalities and whatever, but show me something else. I don't like. I know that already. Stop fucking showing me that and stop selling me on this. It's like move on tell me the story like don't keep on just like again the, the whole thing of the just spinning their own wheels is like you already sp- kind of set that up on split i know he has personalities i know he thinks of himself as something this this you know beast and they just kind of kept on going back to it and i'm like i'm over and done with it i was like just give me more give me more meat to the fucking story and I just, yeah, they 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 kind of they kind of dropped off on that on the, a lot of the middle of the film. And again, I'm not kind of describing the film, but you know, just like getting my thoughts out first. But anyways, anybody else wants to jump in and criticize, give their opinions, <laughs> share their thoughts? I, I want to go last, so Nadi, go ahead. Just from the start, okay, it starts off and it's this guy. Superman punching this guy in front of this liquor store or whatever. For a YouTube clip yeah, or something exactly, like that. exactly. And then Bruce Willis's character, David Dunn, goes and finds these guys. And apparently they've been doing this for a long time, recording themselves beating up other people. Innocent people. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so he tracks yeah. them down. He tracks them down. Breaks into the house, beats the shit yeah, out of them. beats the shit out of them. And it just, the whole scene just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it just, it's just like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Like, what? Okay, well, so okay, so we get some. David Dunn is basically Batman. Yeah. He's a he's a vigilante. No, I get it. I, I get yeah. that. Yeah. So he, he uses br- his powers in order to find yeah. people, in order to see what they've done, and then bring bring them to justice. You know, like I get that. But how did he find that person? He doesn't show him in the in the right after what had happened with that guy in the front of the liquor store. So. Well, they explain that his kid and him are... Yeah, his, which I like that fact. The one, that they brought the kid back. I he's the guy that. in the chair. I love that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, <laughs> and the fact that he's the guy in the Often. chair. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no. I mean, they explain that they do this. Uh, they've been doing this for the last 19 years. Yeah, so exactly. they And he's like, you know, you take walks and you touch people and you sense things and you sense yeah. bad things. Yeah. So he must have been trying to track them down. So it's, it's kind of explained. I mean, I don't need more detail than that. They're two hooligans. Who cares? Um, we're just establishing the fact that David Dunn is still doing what we assumed he was going to do at the end of Unbreakable, yeah. which was be a hero. Exactly. And his son really believes in him, believes in heroes, and believes his dad's a real hero. I mean, the, the moment where he pulls the gun on his dad in Unbreakable yeah, to prove yeah. that he's you know exactly. Unbreakable. Yeah. So it, it, it leads into that, and I, I felt like it was an okay opening. I, it was actually pretty fucking cool, to be honest with you, because he just breaks in. And then the tough guy walks over and he's like, who's there? And he clicks the light and he stops. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) I love how instantly, no matter how tough you are, as soon as it gets dark, you're like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm not Not, going in there. There's no lights. (laughs) Not so tough anymore. Um, uh, And I I like the parallel between um, James McAvoy's character where each voice comes to the light Mm -hmm. and David Dunn is uh, a vigilante who hides in the dark. And, you know, fights for good in the dark. thought that was a cool contrast. Um, yeah, keep going, honey. Sorry. Okay, so from here, um, 
Well, where, where does it go from here? I'm sorry. I just so he goes back. back. We see him with his kid. Exactly. Yeah. You, we see that he's the guy in the chair. Yeah, the guy in the chair. And that he's, you know, telling him where to go and, you know, how to find these people and whatnot and whatever. Um, and they own a security business, like like uh, alarms. Done security. Exactly. Yeah. Alarms and stuff. Which is green. Yeah. Which is what? Which is green, his color. Exactly. Yeah. All the logos and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool because, I mean, how, do you, how much do you want to bet that that house that he broke into had a done alarm system? Yeah, right? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Most yeah. likely. Hey, and that's, how he's, that's how he's breaking into these places yep. without them knowing and like everything's cool. I like the fact that the sun wears green too, yeah. so it shows that they're connected, they're a family. Yeah, exactly. All the small hints of green everywhere, yeah. <laughs> they smoke the green. Yeah. But, I don't know, there's, <laughs> it just, this, this movie, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It just, it seems like a, a lot of the stuff was put together too quickly. Okay. And like it was, I, I honestly don't even know how to describe it. It was just hard <laughs> to watch. The first like forty five minutes of this movie, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? I said it multiple times to Miguel. I was yeah. like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. You sound like me not watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. <right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Honestly, I was with the movie all the way until like the third act. Again. Yeah. Right. I I just kept I just kept going like. All right, I'm I'm in it. I'm giving you I'm giving you your opportunity. James McAvoy is still really good. Bruce Willis is still really good. I'm I'm still with it. Like I, I was kind of skeptic while I was watching it, but when it finally got to that third act, and we'll we'll get there eventually. Yeah. That's really where it went off the rails for me personally, just because third acts like the one that we got with Glass mm-hmm. really can affect other movies in a trilogy if you fuck it up and you do it the wrong way. So now it has a butterfly effect where it now it kind of almost ruins other things, but we'll get there. Um, Which the first hour and a half of this movie does that to the other movies. Um, so where this movie takes place from split, it's three weeks later from the last part of split. So after the girl gets saved and um, James McAvoy's character gets away, it's three weeks later. So from here he has kidnapped and killed, um, Three groups of girls? Already? Yeah, yeah, because they three. form a triangle. Exactly, yeah, it yeah. forms a triangle. So the third ones are the cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's keeping them in his warehouse. For down. the beast. Yeah, for the beast. Yeah. And um, so it, should, it depends to them, you know, the cheerleaders, cheerleaders being uh, locked up in this warehouse or whatever. And they're like, oh, why are you doing this? What's going on? Whatever. And <laughs> Hedwig... <laughs> <laughs> is roller skating around the warehouse. I used to have a girlfriend. <laughs> we, you, you don't know her though. We we kissed, etc. 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 Honestly, they doubled down on Hedwig in this yeah, movie. They, they realized that they had gold with him in the first yes. one. They doubled down because he they got did. a lot more screen time. They did. He, he was in, in the one. light a lot. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> in the light a lot. Yeah, in the light. Um, yeah. Um, so. Then from here, um, what happens from here? Well, he's tracking them. So uh, Bruce Willis and his that's son. Right, that's his right, son. That's right. He creates that triangle. Then he says, based on what I know and this and that, this is where I think he is. And then Bruce Willis says, okay, well, I'm going to go take a walk. And he goes, I really don't think you should do that. Well, hang on. So he tells him, uh, I'll take a walk. And then his son says, oh, maybe we'll wait a day or two because it takes a lot out of you. Exactly. And then he... And then, uh, we should we should pause real quick because uh, his son says, "Oh, they've settled on a name. You're called the Overseer," and he's like, "Oh, it's better than the Tiptoe Man." 
And then Bruce was like, please never say tiptoe man again, <laughs> which that comes back later in the movie and we'll talk about it. Um, and then it's the next day and they're in their security like building uh, or store. Yes. Yeah, and they're selling stuff. And this is the uh, Shyamalan cameo. Yeah. Which, which I don't like his cameos. Yeah. Fuck no. his cameos once again, guys. <laughs> fuck him, that Shyamalan. But hang on. You're that, not Stan Lee, motherfucker. Him. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I got to exactly, agree with Miguel here. Exactly, Phil. You're yeah, not Stan fuck Lee. Fuck him, that Shyamalan. You do not be in your own. You do not need to be in your own fucking movies. Get the Pump fuck out of here. Let the fucking movie play out. God damn it. <laughs> That's the same character in all three movies, though, because in Unbreakable, Bruce Willis touches him, and he's a, uh, a drug dealer. Drug yes, dealer, whatever. And then you know he's the building owner in Split, and then he's back as the building owner again. And he kind of says, <laughs> "It's the worst cameo because it's longer than any other cameos had, where he has like and actual no lines." Um, and he's like, "I turned it around, you know." But let me, in defense of that cameo, the no. last nineteen years, David Dunn has been, you know, essentially protecting his city. It shows that he has had an effect on the people in the city because Shyamalan says, I turned it around. Like, you know, good things do happen. So it's, it kind of shows that maybe he's like affecting the city and, you know, beating crime, essentially. I yeah. guess, but not really. He does. Yeah. It, was, it was unnecessary. To it be is. Exactly. It is unnecessary. That's, it is it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Yeah. It's, it's not. One, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, it's just more one of those things is like. If you haven't seen the movie Unbreakable, yeah, and you just want to kind of walk in as yep. like, dude, that movie's like you said, sixteen years old. That's way too much of a callback to try to be like, oh yeah, wait, that yeah. guy that I watched reason, like twenty fucking sixteen yeah. years the only ago. The reason like you know that dumb. is because you watched the movie. Like you said, this split was what sixteen years. Split anybody 16, that anybody yeah. that watches Glass now is like, what? What the fuck? They don't know that. Like <laughs> that's a fucking waste. Focus on the fucking movie. You're wasting a cameo. It it for, is a little bit of a cameo, but he even references Split and says that it's one of waste. his. One of his um, no. tenants died, and that's the therapist who yeah. had a. I know it's not. It doesn't. It's not necessary, obviously. Yeah. But it's a cool little like hint or like you know Easter egg or whatever. So, anyways, him and his son have a conversation in front of Shyamalan where he's like, "I think I'm gonna take a walk," and his son's like, "No, Dad, I don't think you should take a walk." And then Shyamalan's like, "Damn, dude, let your kid take a walk, <laughs> or let your dad take a walk." <laughs> so, anyways, he goes out. He's got a headset in. Um, and he's just touching people and he's walking and eventually he's about to give it up, uh, stop looking for the horde and he sees Hedwig, right? Mm-hmm. And he's walking around and this is after the scene with the cheerleaders. No, he's where he's not walking, he's dancing. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah. So he's he's, yeah, he's dancing. He's listening to his headphones. He's listening he's to his headphones and he bumps into him and he's like, sorry, bro. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, Bruce was like, I got a vision of, uh, red clay bricks and the four girls, they're in a building and his son goes, oh, okay. So his son's like literally the guy in the chair. Like he's he's like Alfred. <laughs> like yeah. he's like, okay, I'll look it up. And he's like, there's an abandoned brick factory somewhere around there. Go south or something. So you know he becomes Batman and puts on his <laughs> trench coat or whatever his Broke ass his uh, poncho. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that he wears a poncho and his weakness is water. That's so cool. That's <laughs> I think that's a cool detail for a hero. Like you're kind of wearing something that protects you from your you know your weakness. weakness that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so he breaks into the building. The girls freak out because they think it's the beast because they've been taunted for, you know, what is it, like three weeks or a couple weeks yeah. or days about the beast coming to eat them. David, <laughs> this is the one part that pissed me off. If he's super strong, unbreakable, and has powers, why did he use a crowbar yep. to break the pipes off the table? 
I was like, what the fuck? Aren't you super strong? Why don't you The just only thing pull? I could think of is he doesn't want to pick the girls out. So he's like, oh, oh crowbar. Yeah, crowbar. maybe. But, like, but still, it's like, fuck, they don't fucking see your face. Yeah, like, who cares? You're hiding yourself. You're an fuck. old bastard. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. He's old Batman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so then uh, Hedwig goes into some tunnels or down into, I don't know, like the sewer system or something. I don't, I don't yeah, know where he winds up. He stands in front of that homeless people. Yeah, yeah. And he stands in front of that homeless person, becomes a beast, and I guess eats that person. I don't know. what. Well, it doesn't say that he eats any no, of them, it but show he, anything. Yeah, it doesn't show anything, which I think would have been a waste of time, anyways. He that flies. scene was a waste of time. It didn't yeah. make any sense. Well, when he turns into the beast, he likes. Well, in Split, he, remember the first time he turns into the beast, he goes to the train. Yeah. Yeah. So he likes to go away to turn into the beast to come back. I don't know why. Don't ask me, but I, just, I know that's a thing. <laughs> so uh, he turns into the beast. He obviously shows back up before they get out of the building. He's crawling on the ceiling with the camera flipped upside down, which was a cool shot. Yeah. I thought that was pretty fucking dope. He jumps down. He kind of like growls. <laughs> and uh, is it Bruce Willis who throws the table first? No. 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 Oh. He throws the table at him and then Bruce Willis catches, catches, it, catches it, it, which is tight. Yeah. And throws then he it throws it back at him. And then that fool throws the table at one of the cheerleaders. Fucking knocks the hell out. It's like, oh shit, she's dead. <laughs> oh my god. But she ends funny. up being alive, and the, uh, the the girls get out of there. Bruce was like, get out of there. They have this pretty cool scuffle. Like you can feel the power. Like you know, stuff is shaking, dust is falling. I I thought it was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, this is like a power struggle right here. Um, and then eventually they fall out of a window, broken glass. Yeah. Um, down into the ground. They're standing there in superhero positions, like ready to face off. Mm-hmm. And then a flash happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, just real quick, I didn't. I didn't like the POV shots in this fight oh, scene yeah. or any of the fights. I dug them. Them. I thought they were kind of cool. Like, What's I going didn't on? Like, like it's first point of view. Come yeah. on, first I person. Didn't, I first didn't person. like it. Yeah, Fail? I thought it was cool. I liked them. Really? Yeah. I didn't like. I it. I thought it was different because yeah. we get so much of the same wide shots no, and whatever. I, 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 I thought it was different. I did. I I will agree with you that it's overused. Yeah, that lot. there's too many of them. Yeah. Like one or two would have been fine. Um, like but the cop car scene yeah. later on, that's fucking dope. Um, when he's strangling uh, or when he's constricting him, yeah. in which the, seems to be his move. Well, it's a snake move. He's like the beast. Yeah, like he's exactly. a bunch of animals yeah, yeah, or like yeah. a bear. Yeah, or like no, a bear. Yeah, 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 or like a bear. Um, so, anyways, they bust out of a broken or through through a window and it breaks. Like you know, whatever. And then we get introduced to Doctor Staple. And somehow she knows a bunch about these two characters. There's a police surrounding them. And just real quick, I thought that this character was going to be the character that was brought up and split with uh, Dr. Fletcher, whatever her name was. Okay. The one that died. When she said that, if don't worry if anything ever happens to me. I've made arrangements for somebody from Chicago to take care of you. I thought that was going to be who that was. Oh, Okay. Uh, hey, that makes yeah. sense. I like that. I didn't pick up on that at all, actually. Yeah. That, that's a good point. Um, so some for some odd reason, I can see how you guys were confused. Because even I was like, wait, how did they show up? How did they track him down? How do they know so much about these two people? Yeah. Um, it's kind of confusing. It's actually very confusing because it's like, wait, what's going on? So they ended up capturing him. Not only do they capture him, they take him to a facility that is prepared for them, that they know their weaknesses. Like there's hydro water on the ceilings for David Dunn. There's these flashes that will keep um, yeah, James McAvoy's char- character, Kevin, um, yeah. at bay and, and change him back whenever there's a threatening personality comes forward. So I was like, holy shit, this is very prepared and they've done their research. Even though his son in the beginning says, uh, hey, dad, be careful when you're out there. The cops are on high alert for you. They know they're aware of you now. Like you've created enough buzz over the 19 years. Obviously, like people know of you. Um, it's just very odd. 
And then she begins to tell, tell them, you're not comic book characters. You're not superheroes. My job is I cure people of this disease or this, this notion that you think you're a real-life superhero. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this is where the movie gets, starts getting really weird because they're like, wait, what a minute? You know so much, and you keep referring to comic books. Also, one quick note. I don't know if this is a thing. I have no idea if this is real trivia. I might be making this fucking shit up. She says comic books so many times, and, and towards the end of the film, she says that she rides the middle. She's not good or bad, like a staple in a comic book between pages. I don't know, man. Her last name's Staple. I thought it was weird. I was just thinking staples keep things apart, like pages. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I you might be making you shit might, up. You might be on something. I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was weird because I'm like, there's only two staples in a comic book and they go between the, the middle of the book. I don't know. And she kept saying, I, I don't, I'm in the middle. I don't know. <laughs> I might be reading into that. Um, so comic books are referenced. Superheroes are referenced. It's very meta. It's very in your face. Uh, and she says, I have three days to convince, uh, to convince them that you're not superheroes and get you healthy, which three, third film in the trilogy. They're also in the West Wing, I3. There's three windows on each cell. There's, there's a lot of, of three there's everywhere. Three of three, them. Yeah. There's three of them. Uh, there's three uh, survivors, we'll say. Anyways, um, so she, she does that in each room, and then she kind of does, uh, she talks to Kevin mm-hmm. and gets him to come forward, right? Oh, no, 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 not, she doesn't get Kevin. That's too far forward. That's too far forward. Uh, She talks to him, Patricia, Dennis, um, Hedwig. Hedwig. I don't remember the conversation, though. What does she kind of say? She basically says she has three days or whatever, right? Basically, that no matter what he does, uh, okay, Miguel, I know you want to talk about this part. Well, first, real quick, before the, like, where they jumped out of the window and stuff, like how you said, like, she knows a lot about him. It's like, okay, I can understand the flashes. She surprised the, um, the beast and she turned him. But, like, um, um, David, like, okay, you're fucking unbreakable. And, like, you were saying the son was the guy in the chair. You should have an exit strategy. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. No, Come I on. like that. Let, let, no, no, well, no, he tried. At remember, least try. He yeah, tr- you should- no, no, he tried. But then remember the, the, Sarah Paulson's character or Dr. Staples, you said her name was? Yeah. Uh, it's basically like, you don't have to do this. Like, don't. Like, nobody has to get hurt. Well, she said the only way out is to hurt a, a lot, lot of people. people. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. So he's, he tells us, I think he even says on his son, he's like, I'm sorry, Joseph, it's not your fault or something. He's like, everything's going to be okay. He's obviously freaking out. That's uh, back. And then when but, she's... T- Go ahead, go ahead. Go but ahead. still, it's like you, like you said, like they know that the Cubs are coming. Like they should have an exit strategy. They that's, should. That's what I'm saying. Like I know that's what happened. No, but I was they more. Should have an exit strategy. Like in this case, if they do get surrounded by Cubs, what am I gonna do? Like also, they didn't think about it. 19 years. Okay, he's I'll got a good slide. point. 19 years you've been doing this, and you don't have an exit strategy. So yeah, so it's been 19 years or whatever. And I was more confused on how the fuck they got there. Honestly. No. Wait, the cops well, ex- explains yeah. it later. So, but I mean, it gets explained later. Yeah, but, but at in that moment, yeah, I can see how ex- everyone's. But confused. still, where's the exit strategy? So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm also, saying. Also, I I would totally I totally agree with Miguel. Where she, I would understand how she knows the horde's weakness or Kevin's weakness because he's been in the news lately. He's been kidnapping people. It's in the media. Like he's out there doing something. Maybe not superhero stuff, but like they know of him and whatever. Um, and obviously, they collected evidence and other things. Uh, Kevin. Of the horde, the beast, he goes, Does that guy think he can beat the beast? Does he really think he can beat us? And he's like pissed off and angry about it because that's the first person that he's encountered where it's like same strength. So 
he's acting like a little child, you know, like nine years old or whatever. He's just like, you can't beat us. So it's good. Et cetera. You know, it's so good. Uh, she leaves that cell. Well, and, well, yeah, I don't know if it's on. this part or a little bit later. Is this the part where he like tries turns to run around and tries like, to run? Yeah. Tries to rush her. Yeah, no, this turns, is the scene where he's he tries trying to, to rush her. Yeah. And then like she flashes him like, you can't do this kind of thing. Yeah. But it's like, all right, you got 20, 24 different personalities. Another little thing. Sorry, guys. Like, okay, one of you fuckers can't think of close your eyes real quick. <laughs> like, close your eyes. You can get out. All right. That's uh, all I'm saying. Also. Or walk I, up to it backwards. Uh, also, I just kept, I just kept, <laughs> I just kept thinking. Bird box challenge: grab the sheet, tie it around yeah. your eyes, walk out the door. <laughs> but I don't think it was necessarily about looking. They talked about sensing, like a well, the flash in his eyes yeah. causes right? it again. Again, I, I didn't question it I too much, know. but I, I, I did have that. I same questioned thought. it, but I let it slide. I'm like, all right, whatever. For the exactly. second movie, all right, let's see. I what was happens. still, I was still on board and kind of going with the story of you know, kind of everything that had built up to that point. Yeah. I was still on it. I'm still like, all right. I'm still on board. I'm not questioning some of the some of the shit that's going on. So like, let's keep rolling with it. Let's keep rolling with I it. I questioned it, but I let it slide. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did the same thing. But like I said, I just kind of more like I like where it was going. Like this whole thing of her saying, "It's you know, you guys are not superheroes. You yeah. guys are mentally ill. Like there's an event or something tragic that happened in your past that basically is making you think that you're, you're special. Or yeah, something. that you're yeah. special or something more than what you think you are." So up to that point, I was still like, oh, man, this is a twist, you know, like a different twist. But at the same time, as soon as she came on board or Sarah Paulson's uh, character came in, I'm like, eh. I was like, <laughs> she you don't know? like her. No, not necessarily oh. that I don't like her. It's just more I kind of knew she was something. I'm like, she's something else. I was like, either she's a superhero or a villain or I was like, I know she's going to be part of the twist of what's what's to come. I was like, and so do it we want to talk about the elephant in the room, me. the twist? <laughs> no, I want to say Do we want to get there or no, we want to wait? I think it's funny that you guys keep bringing up Bird Box and she's in it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she is in Bird Box. Yeah, I forgot because she died in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for Bird Box. Uh, you want to call it in it? I would call it more as a cameo. Yeah, honestly. I'd say cameo. Yeah, yeah, and true, she hasn't true. even seen Bird Box. Yeah. She yeah, said in an interview she hasn't that. even watched it. Oh, wow. Yeah. But she knows because she's in it. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> well, it's because she knows. Hey. <laughs> That's why she hasn't watched She's like. No, it's because she knows what happens when yeah, she sees it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, also something to do with vision. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, let's jump to the. You want to jump to the twist? twist? Okay. But let's just do it. But anyways, yeah. real quick. They really try to sell the thing like, oh, you're, you're making this up. This is all in your guys' head. So hang on. Before we get there. yeah. to it. So she brings. She talks to Mr. Glass. And he's con- uh, he's sedated, so she has a conversation with him. Um, he also has a nurse that helps him out or somebody that works in the building. Says, hey, you're not the only one here now. Like, there's two others like you. And it seems like he's coming back or being aware of what's going on. He's super smart. That's his ability and power and also his weaknesses. He breaks his bones. So anyways, so they bring them all into a yellow room. Or no, pink room. It's a pink room. A pink room, sorry. I was thinking of Kevin's color. Pink room. Kevin's wearing yellow. Uh, green, purple, whatever. It's kind of cool. I like the color scheme. I like the yeah. set dressing and everything. What is it? Like purple, that. green, and yellow. Yellow. Yeah, and um, it's a ref. Also, the yellow is a great reference to the comic book that Mister Glass gets when he's a kid in Unbreakable. The cover is a superhero with a cape. It's green, and he's fighting a uh, jaguar villain that's yellow. So it's actually like a cool reference to I that comic that book. One. <laughs> yeah. So the colors are very cool and very yeah. Anyways, ties in a lot. Yeah, ties in a lot. So she basically goes into debunking their abilities and their powers and gets to them, gets to Kevin, gets to Bruce Willis's character, David Dunn, 
and really starts making them think maybe I am delusional. But even Bruce Willis says, you can't just do away the facts. Like you can't dismiss what I've done. Um, and Kevin says the same thing. Like you can't dismiss, but she does. She says, yeah, first, first she talks you know, to the beast and she's like trying to, and he starts questioning himself. Like, what the fuck? Like what? She's like, she says like, Oh, the facts. Like, um, he's like, how did I, I bend the bars? Like, those bars were old, something like that. I could bend them with the thing. He's like, what? We're like, well, how about the bullet shells that ricocheted off me? He's like, those bullets were old. They were and like wet. wet. Like, da, da, yeah. da, da. they didn't have enough power. And the you can see the uh, split um, James McAvoy's character. He starts questioning him. He's like, what the fuck? What if I'm not really that Yeah, Patricia. Like, special? Yeah, what if I'm not that special? Like, oh, shit. But then, like you said, Bruce Willis's character, David, he's like, you can't do away the facts. Like, I've yeah, done you this can't do this. away. And at, for a minute there... I thought he was going to break the chain, like pull the chain out of the ground, but he didn't. Um, my, so, thing, my other thing, too, was like, if she <laughs> thinks that they're mentally ill, why have all this prep shit? Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, again, yeah, yeah. kind of leads into the, to, to the, you know, so, so yeah, twist. Yeah, to the twist. Um, so she has a conversation with all of them. She even talks to Mr. Glass, which he doesn't say anything. Uh, I like when she talks to him. He's uh, sedated, so his head's tilted. And when you see the POV shot, she's also tilted. Like he's, there's some interesting shots in here. Yeah, there's some cool stuff within this movie. Um, yeah. And so, anyway, she gets inside their head, and I thought for a second, like fail, maybe that's her super ability. Maybe she's like a hypnotist or something like that, and she's a super villain, and it's gonna be her story or whatever. Um. Also, the movie's called Glass, and we don't even get Glass for like 20 minutes. And Whoa. then when we do, he's canatonic. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? So anyways. <laughs> yeah, he has like, what, 10 lines in this whole movie? Nah. Yeah. He talks a little, a little bit more. Little but, bit more it's more than that, but it's part of it leading up to it, like why he's like that. You'll see it Yeah, later. the second and third act is more of him. But the first act, I was like, wow, I'm surprised we're not starting yeah, with Glass. Me, but I was surprised too. But then later, you're like, okay, that's why. Yeah, yeah you, you know, it all comes full circle. Um, and then from there, uh, let's see, we cut to David Dunn's son, who's trying to figure out how to get his dad out. He makes up this elaborate story (laughs) about how his, how his dad wanted to pretend to be a hero and heard about the, the overseer and yada, yada, yada. And then, uh, Sarah Paulson's character, (laughs) Mrs. Dr. Staples is like, I like how you ad-libbed that part. Like that was good. (laughs) Yeah. He just says what he said, like word for word. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like reading it back to him. And then she goes, isn't there, um, don't you think that like, it's all in your head, your, your mother died, so you, you lean on your dad more and you believe maybe he's a hero. And that's a, like a big point. Like, we don't know that the mother had died. There was like a flashback oh, or something, oh, yeah. like some stuff where we're like, what's going on? And then when uh, the son of David goes to like, go like try to break him out, he's like telling the story. And then she drops the thing like, oh, don't you think your mother died, like had some effect on you and your dad? And you're like oh, shit, the mother's dead. And that makes you kind of question them more. Like, for people that have watched Unbreakable and Split, the people that haven't, they don't know. But the us, like, we're like, oh, damn, maybe that is something. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe they are, like, fucking crazy or something. Maybe they all <laughs> made up th- this shit up in their head. So so the movie tries really hard to to present that as facts, right? And they, they even uh, used a deleted scene from Unbreakable, which I blew me away because I was like, oh, shit, like, what's happening here? Um, that scene wasn't an unbreakable and they used it as a flashback in this movie and it fit perfectly, which was great about how his son, it's a, it's a flashback. Bruce Willis is younger. So is the son. 
and he's saying like, you know, I totally know like uh, Glass was right, Dad, you are a hero, and I'm totally convinced now. And like the son's like, shit, maybe I was so young, and I maybe I convinced. Like it, 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 the movie tries to get in your head. Yeah, it well, really it, does. It definitely got on the kid's head, and that kind of again made me kind of like you, you said is like she has to have like some type of super, some type of superpower. Yeah. Like I wasn't sure what it was, but I'm like, <laughs> she, like she, why is she like getting on their heads as, as they're kind of recalling all these memories over the past couple of years? I'm like, like she has to be something almost like she just can't be like this innocent psychiatrist that doesn't know anything. Yeah. Um, and then, and that's kind of where I feel like the, the movie star kind of nose diving a little bit because they start, they spend a lot of time just kind of monologuing and kind of, and I kind of wanted to ask you guys what you, how, the way you guys felt about, they spend a lot of time almost like tearing, trying to tear down everything that they build up with Unbreakable and Split. And I, yeah. I myself did not like it. Yeah, the she, fact that they, they're just kind of tearing down the characters thinking like, oh, you guys are just mental patients. This is what's going on. You know, you, you have like this traumatic event. I'm like, okay, so did you or didn't you? Like, <laughs> like you're wasting too much time on this. <laughs> so before we do too deep of a dive on that, because I do want to get into that and I, I have some... I have a lot to say about that. Uh, we get introduced to, again, three people that are connected to these characters. Uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Glass's mom shows up. She talks about how he's super smart, blah, blah, blah. He's been in here for a while. I try and visit him as much as I can, yada, yada, yada. Then when David Dunn's son comes and he talks to the uh, Mrs. Staple and then he leaves, um, we cut to Casey the Cook, the, the girl from Split. She sees see, on the news that uh, he's been captured, so she comes to talk to the uh, doctor. Uh, well, actually, she has a meeting with the president, or the sorry, president, the principal, <laughs> or something, and she says, "Oh, they captured him, Casey. Like, don't worry." And in that moment, we see that she goes to the same school that David Dunn's son went to, Joseph. Uh, so that's a cool connection there. I don't really know why that matters, but yeah. I don't know. It's in the movie. Um, so <laughs> I guess she has, uh, what's that called? Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> she well, yeah, wants to go see Kevin. Her. And um, she's living in a foster home now. She got away from her bad uncle. Uh, she's doing pretty good. So she goes to see the psychiatrist. Well, because they connected. Like, And if you've seen Split, spoiler alert, if you haven't... Catch up. <laughs> full spoilers. Um, yeah, uh, full they spoilers. They were both abused. Kevin yeah. was abused. She was abused. So she knew that it wasn't his fault what he did. So she wanted to go see him and talk to him. Yeah. That's why. And that's the thing with Kevin's character in The Beast, that anyone who's been through something like traumatic or whatever is pure, which is kind of a reverse, which is weird. But if you've been through you know, something like that, like beatings or a terrible childhood or something traumatic, you're technically pure pure to the beast so they have a connection so that's why he actually let her go at the end of uh split so she goes she shows up tries to meet uh meets mrs staple and she's talking and then casey unprovoked says let me talk to him i love i love the dr staple because she goes no (laughs) that can't happen (laughs) but then like two seconds later it happens (laughs) yeah (laughs) and she's like but you're the victim. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, why do you want to talk to him? Yeah. yeah. So she gets through to him, and uh, she actually pulls Kevin forward for a split second. Um, split. <laughs> didn't even mean to do that. Um, and uh, Dr. Stable sees that they have a connection because uh, she's being real with Kevin. She's, she's um, loving him or, or being him. affectionate towards him yeah. versus trying to be aggressive or angry. So it's kind of like, Love cures all kind of thing. Well, because they both went through the same thing. So she's like, 
like I know kind of thing, like what, I know you've, what been you've been through, through yeah. kind of stuff. Like I understand you, and that's why they connect. And then she's the doctor sees that and she's like, oh well, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so she wants to use her as a way to get through to Kevin because she says, you know, Casey, I only have three days to to fix them. I need your help. And she's like, no. She walks away and she puts on the the jacket that. Uh, one of the zoo employees gave her at the end of split to like put over like a blanket. She still has that jacket, uh, which I thought was a cool little Easter yeah. egg in there. Yeah. Uh, so she takes off. Um, and I think she, the next scene is when she's reading comic books in her foster home. Yeah. She's, no, she, well, no, she, no, goes, she goes to the, the comic, comic book store. store. Oh, she goes. I'm sorry. I skipped that part. Yeah. So she goes to the comic book store and then winds up at her foster home reading comics. And it's almost, a shot for shot what happened to her, right? Yeah. With like another villain bending bars and climbing yeah. walls. And if you think, if, if you remember back to how he described, how Dennis described the way the beast looked in Split, it's exactly how he described it the beast looked. Long hair, exactly. long nails, exactly. thick skin. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Tall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it's really cool how Kevin, the character, uh, it doesn't matter what he looks like because he never changes like uh, like hair. He doesn't put on makeup or anything to try and look more like a girl. He knows he's a girl. Like like even when Hedwig is like, "Are you blind? I'm nine. Like you, don't you see that I'm a child? Like it's deep in that psyche, man. Like yeah. I'm nine. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's so weird. It's really great. Or that weird shot, or not shot. The weird scene with the uh, the nurse or whatever the hell they were. Or the guy is where he goes to go feed um, James McAvoy's character, and he's Jade at that point, and tries to seduce him. Yeah, tries to seduce him. <laughs> was the nurse into it? Uh, I think he kind of was for a minute. Yeah, yeah, he we're might jump, be. We're jumping ahead, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, not we'll, much. Well, yeah, oh, not a little not, bit. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything in between? Oh that you no, talk no, about? no, no. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. it's kind of like, right around. Like, yeah. 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 So this is one of the scenes that really pissed me off. He stands there, and he, he so Jade attacks him. Tries to get the badge away from him. The lights go off or flash off. And then he steps back and he's like, get back. And he keeps flashing the light. And all I could think through this whole scene. Stop talking. Yeah. Stop talking. Is this is all this whole scene is constructed just for James McAvoy to change characters and impress the audience. And I'm like. No, that's not what I would have done. I would have just walked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly. why would I keep making him go through all the changes for no fucking reason other than the audience for us to go, oh my God, he's so good. Look at him. Oh, he's changing character. Like, that's literally that whole scene is only for us. It's not, it has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not a plot point. It almost seems like <laughs> even uh, Knight was like impressed and kind of wanted to see him like, let's do it again. Let's do it He's again. like, let me get my money's worth, <laughs> yeah. McAvoy. Yeah. Hey, you know, 24 personalities or whatever. Um, so he finally walks out after changing it multiple times. I think Patricia's the last uh, identity that we see. And she's like, yeah. is the man in the poncho in the other room or whatever? And he just, the, the attendant guy walks out. I don't know, um, real quick, I don't know when the girl was in the comic book store. Uh, yeah. I don't know if the son was in there too. He was. Is that, is that the point? Yeah, okay. he was. Because he's about to leave the store. He's like, fuck, like he was trying to find some evidence in comic books or something. And he's about to leave. And you see behind him the neon lights that says villains. In purple. The villain section, yeah. <laughs> so he goes back and he looks at some the comics books and he finds something. And, it's like, and then they go, yeah. Well, again, he picks up a comic book with uh, some kind of hypnotist character, villain. That's making two people fight or like a yeah. mastermind. It might say mastermind on it, yeah. And, and it goes back to what Fayo's saying. Like, you think Dr. Staple is somehow like 
a villain or a super like something was gonna go on yeah. with her, and it kind of felt like too that. much. She yeah. Too much so he runs back to the to the store. He's looking a bunch of stuff up. I'm not really sure what he's looking up, but he like tries to. Oh, he looks up um, Kevin McAvoy. So Kevin, yeah, Kevin's Kevin character. Wendell Crumble. Mm-hmm. Crumb. Crumb. Which I'm totally gonna call well, this Crumble or Crumb. It's Crumb. It's, it's Crumb. His full name yeah. is Kevin Wendell Crumb. Okay. I, yeah. I totally called this when I rewatched Split. So we're in full spoilers. Uh, oh shit! Should we talk about that? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I totally called this because uh, in Split, Kevin is sitting with his therapist. The therapist is like, "The Beast doesn't exist. No one's ever met the Beast." And he's separate from you guys. All your identities sit in chairs in a room. And the beast is at a train yard on a train and no one's ever been there. And Kevin's dad left on a train when he was young. And that's where that story came from. Immediately, I was like, Kevin's dad died on the train in Unbreakable. Immediately. That's 100%. I was like, that's what's going to happen in this movie. They're going to say it. I totally called it, man. I was like, he was on that fucking train. Because why bring up train? Like, why say, oh, Kevin left, Kevin's dad left on a train and never came back? Why wouldn't he come back? Obviously, because the fucking train blew up and he died. (laughs) Like, like, it's not that hard to read into, you know? And so that's actually a pop point later in Glass, which I don't think is that big of a twist. Like one no. of the little mini twists. I don't even think um, it's like it just no. just for connected shit. Yeah, like connected it just connects purpose. it, but that's not like yeah. Um, so we fast forward here a bit to Glass. He's pretending the whole time he can get out of his cell. Uh, he hides the pills in the arm thing in his wheelchair. That's, why, that's what it shows how why he's like oh like yeah like pretending to be canatonic. sedated. Yeah, sedated, yeah, yeah. Um, he talks to the beast or <laughs> the other people. He's like, I want to get out of here. I want you guys to fight here. He sets up the storyline. This was going to happen so that the world can believe us. And he's like, be ready kind of shit. Yeah. I've looked for you guys a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, what's your name? He's like, first name, Mr. Second name, Glass. Glass. It's so tight. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And uh, Patricia says, for your sake, I hope the beast like you or likes you. Um, He leaves, shuts the door. He goes back to his room. He gets busted, air quotes. By all the doctors and Miss Stable, she's Doctor Stable. I keep saying Miss Stable, Doctor Stable, and she says, "You've been trying to, you know, pull the wool over eyes. We're, we moved up your procedure. You're gonna get it today." Little does she know, he's got some tricks up his sleeve. Man, so we, real quick, real quick, before go that, go, go, go it shows ahead. him getting out of his room, but you don't know how because it just shows him in the middle of the of the hallway <laughs> kind of shit. He's just like. Just the comatose, like you said, like yeah. sedated, like, uh, and like people are like, what the fuck? The, <laughs> the security slash nurse yeah. is like, how'd you get out here? Another one's like, oh, you must have left the door open or whatever. Like, oh, don't just, just put him back in the room. Don't say anything or else we're going to get like, we're going to get a, a, um, the uh, doctor's going to fucking like. Yeah, get mad at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so from there, he, oh, he tells the beast, I'll be ready for tomorrow. I'm going to break you guys out. If you can really do what you, you, you say you can do, then you're going to have to show me tomorrow night. Uh, we fast forward to, um, to him going back to his cell. Everything's good. Uh, then he gets picked up by the doctor. They're like, you tried to fool us. He gets some kind of laser procedure, like a machine that apparently can cure him or take his abilities away or something. Yeah. It's kind of vague, but it seems like a... Just, it's a flashback. You see him go through the memories of where supposedly, because in, the, um, in the therapy session, she was saying like, the, your guys' supposedly powers goes back to a traumatic, a traumatic event. So when the laser get hit, like you see the laser procedure starting, it goes back to a traumatic event where his supposedly broken bones easily started, where he goes in the, um, what is it, like a fair? It's a Ferris yeah. wheel tornado thing. Like which, um, which I call bullshit right away on that. Because I'm like, I'm unbreakable. If I remember correctly, because I didn't rewatch it, I was like, when he is born, 
they say no hang on hang on hang on they I, I don't this isn't the first time he broke his bones because he sets up the bears and he ties himself to the bar he's just trying to have fun because he knows he's breakable that no nah, that's not the first time because the, in unbreakable they straight up say that he has brittle bones we know that but but we know that but this way the way the glass set it up it kind of made me think like are you trying to say this is where it started (laughs) but it's not like no 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 because he the look on the kid's face when the the bears fall down he knows he's fucked like he was trying to but i thought on unbreakable they made it to the point where he's basically that's why he's in the wheelchair he's like wheelchair bound because any wrong step anything that happens like he breaks yeah because this is a midpoint because in unbreakable he's probably like nine or ten maybe and he's sitting on a bench and his mom comes up and he's like i'm sorry you can't play with the other kids but in that flashback scene he's probably like what five maybe six he's like a little bit younger than than that scene on the bench so like eight he's definitely younger than on the bench because yeah. the bench he looks no, like yeah, almost yeah. pre-teen, pre-teen yeah. i don't know yeah. i guess I, I was more on the sense that yeah. i thought he was born from the beginning and he was he wheelchair is. bound because oh, of that not wheelchair bound no. yeah that's why that's where i got a little confused and again i the only reason i got confused because i didn't watch um uh, rewatch them oh okay okay so that's why i'm like wait i thought he was already like like that, that yeah because there's a disturbing scene when he's born it's like, ah, and the baby starts crying. They're like, oh, no, what's wrong with him? Like, yeah, no, you're completely broke. right. Like, I don't know how many yeah. bones and you said. And you'll only know that if you watch Unbreakable. So, like, yeah. this one, it seems like they were trying to say, oh, this is the traumatic event that started. And it's like, okay, whatever. Uh, again, traumatic event. again, I agree with you, yeah, because if you haven't seen those other two movies, then this seems like his origin story, yeah. like, where he first realized he's got breakable bones. But between the fact the mom freaks out when she sees him on the ride, plus he's trying to protect himself with fluffy We animals. know, but other people yeah. are like... It's like they're trying to trick us. And I didn't <laughs> like that. I'm like, yeah. um, so we wake up the next morning. He's supposed to not have his powers, but guess what? He's fine. Uh, who walks in? One of the attendants, right? Yeah. The same one that um, went to uh, James McAvoy's room. Yeah. So he, he comes in and this is a freaking awesome moment. <laughs> Mr. Glass is just sitting on his bed and he goes, what's wrong? Oh, is he in a wheelchair? Oh, I thought he was on the bed. Okay, so he's, no, in, he's a, in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, he's in a wheelchair, and uh, the guy comes up. Well, he says he's, like your pictures are messed up. What the hell? Like they're crooked. His <laughs> yeah. pictures were like crooked because like, you see before his room he has pictures of stuff, but yeah. the pictures were crooked. So at, he asked him that. Like, he's like, he's like, man, your pictures are crooked. I wonder why that's. And he just slices his throat with a broken piece of glass, and Mister Glass goes, had to find the right piece. So he was breaking the glass on the pictures. That's why they're crooked to find the right piece of glass to cut his throat. Once again, the movie yeah. Glass. And I was oh, like, oh, glass. shit. I, I, knew that, I knew that guy was going to die. <laughs> yeah. They, they, you knew, yeah. They set it up so, like, obvious. But how messed up is that scene? Because that guy just doesn't just die. You see him dying in the yeah. background. Like, yeah. he's still, like... Bleeding <laughs> out, yeah. Yeah, like, like, I was like, ah, this is dark. Yeah. This whole movie's actually really dark and depressing, if you think about it. It's probably one of his darkest films. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not worse. It's the darkest. <laughs> um, so it was pretty bad, though. Yeah. So he picks up this uh, weird, like cylinder with like glass uh, rings in it. Yeah. And you're not not sure what it is. Um, flashback. And then we get that flashback, right? Yeah. Uh, where he purposely like turns the cameras on to record him. He's like spinning in the hallway. He's like we like total setup. He takes a, an important piece out of the machine so it doesn't work. So it actually didn't do anything to him. Uh, and then he goes and gets uh, Kevin out of his cell, and they go to storage. 
room go. or something? Well, they're trying to get out, they're but then out. Uh, basically, I think uh, Mr. Glass tells them that it's better if they go through the tunnels. But but before the that, the uh, the attendant that left the night before, um, oh, when he, he switched places, oh, he yeah. shows up and he's like, "What the hell's going on?" When he kills the guy that came in his room, this nurse. He goes to the um, security the control room. room. Yeah, control cell oh, security room. And, and he tells him. David, he's like, hey, we're getting out of here. You have to fight this guy or otherwise. Oh, but back it up. Hang on. So when the tenant comes back the next morning and he walks in the control room and finds out that his other coworker has died, on the table is a sandwich, PB&J. And Kevin earlier told the cheerleaders, who wants a PB&J sandwich? <laughs> so I thought that was a cool connection. Um, and then he sees that everyone's died and he tries to go find Glass. He goes into some storage unit where they keep all the clothes. Or but that was whatever. after. But that was after because first Glass tells David, yo. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. This I'm is sorry, what's yeah. happening. Yeah. We're, we're going to prove to the world that we do exist. His doctor's full of shit trying to tell us that we're not, <laughs> we're not real. We have, we're real. Yeah. So come to this because there's going to be an unveiling of a super tall building or some shit like that. He's like, come to the building. You guys are going to fight it out. Otherwise, I have this building rigged to fucking blow up and everybody's going to die. Yeah. And he's like, I turned off the water. You're yeah, fine. And I turned off the water because like, going back to the doctor, she knows all their weaknesses. David's cell is set up to fucking... Um, Fill up with water so that he can't do shit. She's like, I turned off the water. Get out or shit's going to pop off. And also, people are gonna die. bro, you got 19 years. You can't learn how to swim in that time. <laughs> it's his weakness, bro. I'm just bro. saying. It's I'm just weakness. saying, bro. He can't swim. You can't figure out a way to learn how to swim in 19 years. Speaking of uh, weakness, like the trauma shit, it yeah. goes back to it uh, shows his um, trauma that kids tried to drown him when he was little. And he actually did drown, and people had to resuscitate, resuscitate him. And that's a, a callback to Unbreakable, where he goes to his mom and says, Hey, mom, I've never been sick. I've never broken a bone. Do you remember me being sick? And then his mom tells him the story. Oh, there's only this one incident when you were younger. You almost drowned. Yeah. And then, so that's the, we get to actually see the scene play out versus being told it. So that's a cool callback as well. Um, and I think even Bruce Willis's character, David Dunn, says, like, maybe it is in our heads. Like, how do you know? And he's like, there's only a door between you. Whether you, you can either break it down or let me just you know kill a bunch of people, um, and then and then it went back to my scene where Kevin and uh, Mr. Glass kill that attendant guy yeah. or nurse guy or whatever, um, and then he's like, "We're gonna have to go through the tunnels. Can I get another personality <laughs> to walk through or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> convincing <laughs> or something like that? Yeah, yeah. to be convincing. And uh, so they try and walk out. And I think at that point, do everybody converge? Uh, Casey, Joseph. And Glass's mom and then the therapist. They're in the office. They all converge. Um, in the office. In the office, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to convince her, no, they, they're real, whatever. And then she gets an alert on the computer, right? And yeah. then she goes to investigate. Well, first, Kevin is trying to like, uh, no, not Kevin, I'm sorry. Uh, David is trying to pop out of his door. He's like, all right, come on. Tell me to see if you oh, really you're are right, strong. You're right. Like, just, they have water for you to not get out, but now it's not there. Get out. Like, and you see him trying to get out, get out. And like. At first, you're like, he's not doing anything. But then you see a dent happening. You're like, oh, shit. That was one of the coolest moments because he hits it like, what, twice? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit, maybe he doesn't. Yeah. And then the third time, he kind of pushes off of his hand and you see like a dent. dent, And you're like, yeah, motherfucker, he's going to knock this door down. (laughs) And this is that funny scene where he walks out and it's a a bird's eye view of him. He's kind of holding his shoulder. He looks directly at the camera. And I thought... That would have been so funny if he flipped the camera off too. Like, fuck you, I'm yeah. real. Like, <laughs> I got powers, bitch, but he didn't do it, which is yeah. not his character, but still. Um, so he goes to find 
uh, the dead nurse uh, in the storage unit, and he gets his poncho back. <laughs> that super poncho. <laughs> and the necklace. Oh, uh, yeah. Lottie pointed this out. Uh, Wedding his, ring, right? His yep. wife's ring on it, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Is it his wife or his? His wife's ring. No, his wife's ring. Oh, his wife's he ring. He would be oh. wearing his own ring. Because he, um, he had it on the I don't know. It kind of looked big, like a gold, like like a band. I don't know. Pimp ring. Either way. <laughs> either way, he either had way, it. Either way, he had his a ring. Was a pimp That's the, the first thing he grabbed, and then he grabbed his poncho because he wanted the ring. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, so he does that, and it's a cool superhero moment. He kind of flaps it out like Superman's cape. Uh, and then that's when the doctor. But he was Batman. Batman, Superman, you know, whatever. <laughs> same shit. <laughs> same shit, different day. He's like, hey, you know what? Honestly, he's a mixture of both. Yeah, he is kind of a mixture of both, right? He works in the dark, but yet has a weak, stupid ass weakness. <laughs> water. His kryptonite is water. Yeah. <laughs> Superman's is a rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? And then the whole. Anyways. Hey, his weakness is a green rock. Ah, <laughs> uh, David Dunn. Okay, anyways. All right, anyways. Oh, shit. <laughs> Um, so the, uh, the therapist, uh, Dr. Staple sees an alert on her computer. She goes to investigate. She calls somebody on a phone that we don't know. She's like, get here whatever. And she, I like how she says, it's a code three, three again, keeps popping up. It's pretty tight. What? You don't like that? That keeps popping up. I thought it was cool. I like little stuff like that. Little callbacks, man. It's cool. You know me set up and payoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, speaking of call off, uh, Callback and payoffs. Um, there's multiple scenes where they keep showing that big tub of water outside of David Dunn's room that they're going to use to fill it up with water. Yeah. And you're like, why the fuck do they keep showing it? They keep that? showing it a keep lot. Keep fucking showing it. Yeah. And uh, it has a green tarp over the top and a green metal base. <laughs> so it's like, That's so ridiculous. I know. It's so much green. Um, also, I just want to back up really quickly. Uh, when Dr. Stable is talking to Mr. Glass, she says, um, I don't agree with the way they've been treating you, so they're going to stop sedating him or whatever, I think, maybe. And she says, there's no way out of here. I have 180 cameras or something like that, and you see people installing a bunch of cameras. She's like, there's nowhere you can go that I won't see. So that's a plot point later on in the movie, towards the end. Um, So they escape through the basement. Two other nurses come in. They call. I think they called it in because they saw them. And then three security guards catch them in the, in the, okay, in the hallway or whatever, in the basement. And uh, <laughs> Patricia, I don't know which character it is, but I think it's Patricia says, uh, the beast wants me to tell you to roll forward when they come and we'll take care of them. The beast will take care of them. He transforms. He starts throwing these guys like ragdolls, which is another cool scene. Awesome. And um, so this is where we should pause and talk about what Fayo is bringing up. Do we like the fact that she was trying to convince them or the movie's trying to convince you that they're not real, even though we've seen that they've done these amazing things, right? That's mm-hmm. what you were kind of alluding yeah, to? Yeah, So does anybody want to kind of bring that up? I mean... It, yeah, because I asked yeah. all of you guys. Yeah. What your thoughts were. Like, how do you, you feel about the like movie? Them, that you not like them? That you think it kind of slowed down the movie? Because me personally, I felt like it slowed down and kind of misdirected the whole movie. For, for us, that we've watched some Breakable and Split... It's like it did slow it down, and um, I think it was like trying to trick us. But I think it's more for the new audience. I don't know if they thought, oh, you know what? Everybody hasn't seen Unbreakable. Everybody hasn't seen Split. Let's try to add this to trick them. And people that haven't seen it, I could see how they were like, oh shit, what's going on? Are these people actually crazy? They don't have superpowers. Yeah, if you walked off the street, yeah. I could see how that could work. But I, I I'm glad you brought this point up, Fail, because for me, I feel like this should have been the first movie then. Like, th- like maybe not the entire movie the way it plays out, but this should have been a first movie in a trilogy because we've seen two full movies yeah. with amazing, two amazing people do amazing things, 
and it and it's presented to you as this is really happening. Yeah. So to have a third movie go, no, you've all been crazy, and both those movies don't matter. It just, fucking pisses me off because yeah. it's like, no, I had two full movies say it was real, fucker. Like, how can you just now all of a sudden go, no, it's not real. We're gonna tell you it's not real. It's yeah, not real. Basically, spend the next. <laughs> major part of the movie basically tearing down what you've been trying to build up with and the within the movie yourself so you're contradicting yourself in a sense of like yeah th- we've seen these guys do superhero stuff you know into the and i and i guess that's one of the things that they're you know you know they're super but not necessarily because they're not like over the top they're not like your typical spandex wearing spider-man superman type of <laughs> type of, type of characters right it's more like your common you know, your neighbor type of person that he just kind of does things, you know, just to help random people just because he's a good guy in general, which I kind of love that. And like I said, and I think that's why it kind of pissed me off even more, the fact that they just kind of spend the majority of the movie tearing it down. It's kind of like, okay, this guy's helping people. Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, You know what I mean? But we keep... And I, I totally agree, but we keep seeing them do amazing things. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. That's kind of like, why are you trying to convince us otherwise? No, I totally agree. The entire time after they were going through this whole montage, not montage, but this, all these scenes where she's like trying to convince them that they were um, all crazy and it was all in their head, I kept telling Miguel, I can't wait for this to blow up in her face. <laughs> I can't wait for the shit to go down. And she finally realizes that she was wrong. That they really are super, that they really can't do the things they think they can do. They know they can do. And she's going to be like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. And see, that would have been, for me, it's, it's, that's why I said I have a hard time with this movie. Because for me, that would have been the cliche thing to do, right? Like, I don't believe in superheroes. You're not really superheroes, even though I prepared for you guys and your weaknesses or whatever. I don't believe. And then for her to turn and believe, right? That would have been cli- cliche. Um, and so the movie tries to subvert that, and that's where the next twist comes in, where she <laughs> let's just get to it. Well, first, well, first, let's you say wanna... they, they get out of the they get out of the basement. Yeah, okay. They get out of the basement. Um, Mr. Glass and Kevin slash the beast are trying to get away. You see police, regular police come out and they're trying to get away. It's like, oh shit, they're trying to get away. The beast puts these two random girls into a van. Uh Kevin gets out. You see, um uh, not Kevin, sorry, I keep saying Kevin, David. Um, break out of his cell. He gets his poncho. He comes out. He meets him. <laughs> he's like, oh. Um, first, he's like, the beast is not done. Takes care of the two cops that roll up or security, whatever. Then Kevin, uh, God damn it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> David comes out and they have a clash. And the whole time I'm talking out, he's like, what the fuck? Why doesn't Mr. Glass say, yo, let's get out of here. We got to get this shit yeah, popping at the tower. We got to go to the tower. Which leads up to the plot point slash twist later. But it's like, why are they, le- why is he letting them fight? So you see the shit starting to go down. They're fighting. Like, and it's um, a good fight. It's a good fight. Do you guys like the fight? fight? No. I did. No, I, no, I hated did? the fight. Again, with the POV scene. I thought it was stupid. Oh, yeah. He didn't like the. I thought it was dumb. I yeah. See, I like the fight because it wasn't over the top. It was literally a power struggle. No, yeah. I get it. Like, yeah, they were both so strong that they couldn't, like. But you're seeing things move right and like you're, you're starting in the van and like you're starting to see like for people that yeah. like for us like oh yeah this bitch was trying to convince it but no and then i can see for other like the newbies like oh she's trying to convince it but these people do have powers kind of thing so it's cool like it's a validation thing like oh, okay they're going through I the mean, power struggle i mean again because i the whole thing with the powers yeah i know i brought it up that that's one of my favorite parts of the movie what i hated was they build up the tension between the beast and done so well they 
they nailed it. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait till they finally meet up. And you see earth shaking type of shit and just a big battle. It was a bunch of shoving. It yeah. was a shoving match. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I'll, it was I'll a say that. Match. It was a letdown. It, I they, wanted to see somebody get punched, somebody yeah. bleed, a couple of teeth maybe knocked out. Yeah. I would just say that the beast isn't, <clears throat> is kind of, oh God, primal, right? And David Dunn's an older man. And you do see him like three punches in the van, like make some dance. You see like uh, Kevin throws him, like tosses him into that water tank. He doesn't just like drag him up there and drop him in. He like fucking tosses him. So you do see the power that they have. But like I said, it's not over the top. Like they're not flying over cars and like, you know, laser no, beams. No, no. Like, like I didn't want it to be yeah. over, the, over the top. I just wanted more, I guess, more contact. Yeah. You know, more contact, more punching. No, there definitely could have been more. To, I agree. To show more of their powers. To yeah. Show more of their, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. as this I mean, is going on too, um, just a quick to point out, part of the plot, uh, you see the sort of security cameras, like them doing this thing, kind of like validating, oh, damn, oh, they do I have powers. As, as soon as I saw that, I was like, uh, 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 there's the twist. Yeah, but, they're, but I'm just saying, like for people like to show other people, the newbies, like they're like, oh, they're validating. They do have these powers. Uh, David locked the security guards in the... Um, in like a container. A and storage then he, container and got a metal rod and twisted it, showed his strength and all this other shit. I forgot what else happens, but it shows their strength basically through the security cameras. Yeah. And yeah, everything's being recorded. Yeah. So we get that. Um, and then Kevin throws David Dunn into the tank of water, <laughs> which I call bullshit on because right after he does that, he jumps in like a diver. I'm like, that tank is not that big. That's like a pool size like view that we get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, those guys are not, that's not big enough to swim in with two people, but whatever. Um, and then David is struggling to survive. He starts cracking and breaking the plastic container like glass. You see the cracks. They get washed out. Oh, shit. We should talk about the twist that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Well, no, no. Hold um, on. That leads up to it. Or which? which no, this is, uh, this is right before that, before their confrontation. Uh, Kevin jumps on top of the van to have another altercation with David Dunn's character. Oh, yeah. But Joseph yeah. runs in front and says, no, wait, he's been lying to you. He's been tricking you. There's always something deeper. Oh, okay, yep. okay, yeah. uh, Gla- Mr. Glass killed your dad. Your dad got on the same train my dad was on, and he died. And that's why he never came back, which I called and split. Like, as soon as I knew this one was yeah, going, yeah. I'm like, yeah, totally. Um, so he breaks Mr. Glass's shoulder. Then right before him and David Dunn get into it, he kind of punches him just, in the like, gut or just the heart? Pushes, pushes him. Pushes him really just hard. Okay. Pushes him but it cracks everything. Hits him, hits yeah. him and I, just throws him, yeah. I love the whole way he grabs him by the shoulder and you just hear the whole bone crack. Oh, yeah. I think I even flinched myself. I was like, <laughs> damn, that sounded like it hurt. And Mr. Oh. Glass was like, I created you. Like, da, 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 da. I create superheroes. Yeah. yeah. The, the evil monologue, yeah. Oh, my God. So um, much monologuing. So they, they wash out... Um, then the beast, I think, decides to run off, right? Like, go to the building. He's like, I'm going to finish this. They're going to see who I am. So he wants to run to the big building. And all of a sudden, we see Casey just run up and grab the beast. Like, no, don't go, Kevin. And she keeps repeating, Kevin, Kevin, w, Wendell Crumb. Wendell Crumb, please come forward, come forward. And she finally, like, brings him forward to the light. And she's like, look, I beat the beast. You can beat the beast. Like, he let me bring he forward. To me. Yeah, he listened to me. Please stay with me in the light. And in that moment, we see a, a sniper. Yeah, yeah, like other cop securities come up. Yeah. On top of a roof on a van, laser, shoot him in the gut with a bullet. And on his wrist is a clover, three clovers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Staple is just standing behind the van with her arms crossed like, 
this is my plan, like the whole time. I, I know I know what I'm doing, which is really weird. Like she had yeah. no emotion through this whole scene. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like zero emotion, like tactical, right? Uh, then another, uh, maybe the same guy grabs David, drags him over to well, a... after that, the son is like, he gets grabbed, dragged by two cops. Oh, it's like, help right. my dad or something. Uh, help my dad or... He's a hero. Uh, he's trying to help yeah. you. Yeah, he's trying to defuse the situation. <laughs> help my dad, help my dad. And... Uh, you see Casey, David Weak from fucking being in the tank. In the water, down. yeah. And you see a cop come up or whatever, just drag his ass. Over to a puddle that was foreshadowed. Yes. Yeah. yes. During the scene, we kept seeing this puddle full of water what the fuck, yeah. or whatever, or this ditch. Pothole. Yeah, a plot hole. <laughs> No, I said, I, I, said know, I know, I know, I, I know, said pothole. I know, I know, but that's funny. <laughs> um, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Um, so he drags him over, uh, which I'm like, okay, it makes you weak, but I mean, you're super strong. Shouldn't you bounce back kind of quick? But maybe because he's older. I don't See, know. I, I no. found another plot hole. I feel so you. How the fuck I feel you. Like, you were able to break the fucking <laughs> plastic container, like get yeah. out of it, but you can't push yourself off the ground. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So at this point, we're super confused, and he starts drowning David Dunn Whoa. in like three inches of water. <laughs> so he's Talk about drowning in a cup of water. <laughs> uh, Casey's kind of holding the Kevin. Uh, we cut back to Dr. Stable. She runs up, and this is like a weird, uh, this is one of the ones I don't like, Naughty, of the POV shots where it looks like David Dunn's in like a lake or something. She's like, grab my hand, grab my hand. Um, we can still fix this or the something doctor, or whatever, yeah. yeah. And this is where she does the, the monologue. Plot twist. The plot twist. The, the plot twist where she says, um, "The big plot." Twist. I can't remember the, the the monologue word for word, but basically says, "I'm part of an organization where gods can't live among us, heroes can't be out in the public, so we either fix them or destroy them. Something we fall in the middle." And this is where I, my stupid theory. I don't know if this is a theory or not, but my theory about staples and comic books. Um, that was my theory when I and, came up with it's a fucking Incredibles plot line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so superhero powers. I know, right? And it does have like flashback to where she's in a in a restaurant no with a dialogue. bunch of people. Yeah, no dialogue. And then they're like it shows like, okay, what do we do? What are we gonna do about these people? Kind of. Well, shit. one person walks out of the restaurant, and Doctor Stable's there with a group of people, and then everyone just gets quiet. And then locks the door. Somebody and, locks. The and door. then someone says, "We're alone now." We're alone now, and then you get no other context, and you're like, okay, whatever. And she basically says that, you know, we're part of this ancient organization. We've been doing it for thousands of years yeah, or cent- whatever. Like that. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is totally like the what the fuck moment. Um, so they continue to drown him. Uh, David, David Dunn. Uh, Kevin, she walks over to Mr. Glass, actually, right next. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, let me talk to him. Let me check on him. You almost got it all right. Yeah, let me see if he's okay. And then she says it again. You almost got it right. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, we cut back to Kevin. Kevin is switching between each identity, and then finally Kevin comes forward. He's, he's scared like, to die. They're like all like, oh, and then you see each identity, almost each identity come out, like four or five different ones. Yeah, and Kevin says, they're scared. They let me have the light. I'm going to have the light till the very end. Uh, thank you, something like that. That's really, it's actually kind of powerful moment. and, and, and emotional. Them. Still, I feel like it's Stockholm Syndrome. Like I don't understand why she likes him so much. I know they have a connection, but it still feels a little whatever. And then I told Naughty when uh, you know she was t- the doctor was telling uh, Mr. Glass, "Hey, this is like what happened." Da, da, da. She explains everything of how the secret organization. So I'm like, I told Naughty, like, "Okay, Jumper, come the fuck down over here. <laughs> you fucking wasted this whole movie." I don't know if you guys seen the movie Jumper with uh, yeah, the Jumper. guy from uh, Star Wars. It's yeah. like secret organization stopping the people that have powers and shit. Get the fuck and out Sam of here. Sam Jackson's in it. You can't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, That's what wow. I, was, I was like, you couldn't come up with something more original. Like, fuck. 
But uh, okay, let me fast forward. Yeah. To, let me just get through this. So Kevin dies. Super sad. David Dunn dies. Yeah. Fucking sad. His son runs over, holding him. Oh my god, yeah. he's super upset. Glass dies, and uh, his mom's talking to him. He's like, "Oh, uh, I thought this was supposed to be a limited edition." He's like, "Mom, this wasn't a limited edition. This was an origin, origin story. story. No, not limited showdown." Mm-hmm. But no, 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 she says limited spo- edition. No, she said it was supposed to be the showdown earlier. Showdown. She yeah. says, yeah, "Oh, really he told good. me a story yeah. about where it's a showdown." But something There's, about limited edition. Yeah, limited and edition. Then the mo- and then Mr. Guy's like, "This was an origin story." And yeah, then he died. Who's and, fucking origin story? Oh, yeah, I know. Exactly. Right? I thought it was the kid. Exactly. Yeah, I thought it was gonna exactly. be the kid That's and what the I girls. Exactly. Yeah, like whose origin story? Yeah. Um, but right before he dies, uh, it's another sad moment. It's like really emotional. He goes, "Mom, was I a mistake?" And she goes, "No." You weren't, or something like that, right? Yeah, like yeah. She, she says, "No, son, you weren't. You were spectacular." Yeah, yeah, that's it. You were spectacular. I was like, "Ooh, chills," because kind of you know referencing yeah. comic books. Um, so all three main characters die, and I'm like, "This is bullshit." Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I'm like, "There better be a better twist. There better be something." David Dunn might just come back to life, you know, whatever. Yeah. The kid has superpowers. Yeah, the some, kid has superpowers. Yes. Oh, okay, something. quick. What were your expectations? Well, hang on, hang on. Okay, so our, let's um, let's just finish in the world. Let's just finish up. I will jump back. Okay. So she, whatever, she erases all the data, all the video. Um, she goes back to another restaurant. Someone leaves. She says, "You know, I've I've done what you told me to do," which is a really weird monologue. I, I agree with Fail. Like she basically like just spits the plot out, and she's like. So I know that we do this where we try and convince them that they're not really superheroes as a way of like um, saving their lives, not killing them right away. But if matter, you know, push comes to shove, we'll just kill them. Basically, yeah. like yeah. she's pretty much like we just kill them or we try and save them. But we always try the the first way. Um, and then she says, if upon your approval, I'll go to the next city. And it's like, oh, shit. So there's more of these yeah, people yeah. out there. And she's been doing this forever. And it's like. Holy she crap! Says we're in the clear. They're, they've been dealt with. Yeah, they've been dealt with. The, no one's seen it. Don't worry, we're safe. Yada yada yada. Then for some fucking reason, you see a meeting with the employees at the psychiatric hospital, or whatever. Like, hey, let's keep this between us. Nobody needs to know about this. Exactly. Keep it in house. Nobody needs to know. She goes to a comic book shop. Why? I have no idea other than a plot point. It's the same one that, that but, Casey went to but earlier. It's, but it's because she knows that you know that she knows about him and that they're trying to keep her on the wrap. So she goes to look at the comic books like, oh, let's see what, how much. I think it's like, oh, let's see how much they got right kind of thing to see. Yeah. So she goes to a comic book shop. She overhears two comic book nerds. Nerds. Kids. Nerds talking about the mastermind always has more than one plan, more than one strategy. Uh, the main strategy is always as she's about ruse. to leave. As she's yeah. about to leave, and she fucking looks up like motherfucker. He had another <laughs> fucking plan, so it's another twist. So she runs back to the facility, and she's like, "Everything was deleted, right?" To the to the camera tech guy, guy, tech guy, and he's like, "Yeah, it was all. Oh wait, it was streamed to an account, to an email, or something. Oh shit!" And she's again me. monologues. Oh, he knew the whole time, and then we get a flashback of him coding something, sending something off. And she's like, I gave him everything he fucking needed. He was never going to go to the big building and do a show off. It was all meant to happen here. I gave him cameras, 180, da 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 Those flashbacks to the cameras being installed. Yeah, cameras being installed and him tricking everything. And he sends it to his mom and to Joseph Dunn. And yep. then... And Cassie. Pa- 
Oh, and Cassie? Okay, so, and then Cassie. Casey. Casey, Casey, Casey gets it. Um, and then all three of them, I don't know, we don't get any context, but well, apparently she's like, they meet she's up. like, God damn it. And then you see her walking down the hallway and just like screaming in frustration. Like, oh, yeah. Ah! Dr. Sa- yeah, she freaks out like, fuck, I failed. Um, somehow in between there, the three characters meet up again, release the footage. They go to a train station, you know. The be- son, the mom, and the kidnapped girl. And the, yeah. And they're all wearing the colors, you know, yellow, purple, green. Um, and then uh, Glass's mom says, how long do you think it'll take? I know we released it a couple hours ago. And then just phones start going ding, 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 and start popping off. And and she says something like, uh, we're, this is where we're supposed to be. I knew it all along. Like, we're in the beginning of something. Oh, the beginning of the universe or something, or a universe being created. And I was like, oh, shit. So, and then it's, I think that's the end of the movie, right? Like, it just, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's just where the movie ends. Yeah, it just pans out. Um, Okay, so now we got to just fucking rip this shit apart. <laughs> Wait, like I said, wasted opportunity. Left Such a wasted so opportunity. Much fucking more. The fucking uh, <laughs> plot twist at the end, she sh- they should have fucking started with that, that there was a secret organization, and then they could have had another, like, the other plot twist on the end that he tricked everybody. Like, fucking say that there's a fucking secret organization trying to take these guys down so that it can explain more that they're trying to trick them, not just fucking trying to trick them. Like, wait, what's going on? Just say there's that fucking secret organization. It'll fucking play out more better, more fluid. <laughs> oh, God damn they it. They could have made it as they're chasing after them. Yes. Sarah Paulson's like in the dark, supposedly. I think that would have been yes. a better fucking twist than what they oh, did. God, it would have played better to her like, oh, I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save you. But at the same time, that's why they had the setup for him with the water tank, the flashes, Mr. Glass. Fuck. It, it, makes, it makes no sense. Like, it's supposed to come full circle, but it doesn't make any sense because... Like we keep saying, as an audience member, I already know it's real. You're not going to convince me it's not because I saw two full movies where it was real. So if you do actually prove that it's fake, I'll be fucking pissed. (laughs) So either way, you're fucked because you fucked this up. Like Miguel said, in the beginning, if they would have just established they were trying to trick them and not use it as a twist at the end, which is not a good twist in the beginning, just from the very beginning say... This secret organization is going to hunt them down and try and convince them that they're not really superheroes. That subverts your expectations and then do the other twists. Oh, Kevin's dad died on the train. Oh, Mr. Glass has a backup plan. Do those twists. Those twists work great. Those ones I actually enjoyed. The twist with her being part of a secret society was like, who gives a fuck? Who cares? (laughs) Because there's not going to be a fourth fucking movie. Nope. Who's it about? What are you going to... All the characters we love, you killed. You killed all the best characters. Yeah. So who the fuck is the fourth movie? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's so weird that he built a universe just to destroy it. Yeah. And I guess <laughs> that, and I guess we should have seen that throughout the whole movie because middle of the movie, that's what they spent basically doing. Crapping and trying to basically tear down everything they've built in the yeah. past two movies. Hey, guess what? You liked Unbreakable Split? Fuck you. Basically. Yeah. Yep, basically. basically yeah. Two middle fingers up to the audience. Yeah. Like, fuck you guys. Fuck and what you think. Goes back to fuck what Phil says. Money grab when he was here in the interview. Yeah, oh, honestly. That's when grab. I walked in. I was like, dude, this thing is going to let me down. But like I said, once it led up with the first act, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Like, like I said, they built up the tension between um, yeah. uh, the Beast and, and Dunn. I was like... I can't wait to see this fight. And then the fight ended so, like, with a fizzle. And I'm like, really? That's it? And then the guys get shot and all that stuff happens. I'm like, huh? Like, what? Like, (laughs) I was like, it left me speechless. I was like, and then not in a good way, in a bad way that I'm like, this fucking blows. I was like, this blows. I was like, this movie's just, 
wasted. I'm almost like, cause, and this again, is, I think, and yeah. I asked you guys, I'm almost like, after the whole thing with the camera, or basically him saying like, oh, it's an origin story. What were you guys expecting? Like, were you guys expecting some more superheroes? Uh, I was expecting his son to come up. That scene where he's in the gymnasium and he's watching that guy lift oh, yeah. weights. And like the kids and the girls next to him, like oh, like like cheering him on. I thought he was gonna go over there and try it out. And try it out. Now, see that I didn't think that because in Unbreakable, he mm-hmm. tries to fight some kids and gets his ass whooped and he bleeds. Yeah. So I already knew he didn't have powers, unless it was just like he referring to an origin story, like you need a traumatic moment. Exactly. exactly. So, so maybe, his dad dying exactly. could have been that, that traumatic. Yeah, moment. yeah could have been in that, and it still yeah. can. A, that yeah. would have been it's better. Still, yeah. It still can, but. And then what? same thing with Casey. Casey could could develop powers also. Yeah. That's also what I was thinking <laughs> yeah. too. I like, thought that oh I, I thought that she was. I, gonna just, yeah. I just thought of, per, of a perfect plot. Um, you fucking want to tie in movies and make twists. You know what would have been fucking better if he would have gone like, okay, the video airs. You know, people are seeing you know Dunn and Glass, or I mean the Beast fight each other and see this you know basically they have superpowers right yeah so then people start realizing like hey well maybe we have superpowers too and they start trying to fly and jump off buildings and shit and, oh it, and it connects god, to that the happening, happening. <laughs> oh my god no, no, no. hey wouldn't Holy that have been a better fucking twist fucking what no, a twist. No, no. Don't fucking bring that happening into this. That, don't bring oh. that bullshit into this. Fuck no. Oh, no. my God. But I do Wouldn't like the, it have been better, though? But I do like what you're thinking. Like, I was telling Nard, I was like, it would have been a good twist if it would have shown, like she said, other. I was going to another city, and it showed people, like, starting to, like, oh, shit, our powers are real. Let's, but see, yeah, that's people, what I thought they were People getting do. together and shit. But see, the thing for me, the reason I, I, I agree with you that it's probably a cash grab, but when you do the... Cash grabs, usually those movies give the audience what they expect, what you want. This did none of that. Like it 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 honestly well, feels again, but that's not always a cash grab. A cash grab is like, I'm gonna make this movie, make money, and that's it. Again, just a quick that's, turnaround. There's like two you cash mentioned. grabs. You know this movie made ninety million dollars already, right? Oh, yeah, it's a number because one. a lot of people were expecting a lot of out of it. And knocked people out were everything. like, Oh shit, unbreakable split's gonna be a third one. Let's go see what how this all this shit ties in. How many people were fucking let down? Etc. Etc. <laughs> Um, I was just highly disappointed to be honest with you. Um, it just did not scratch that particular itch, man. Like I missed the mark completely. It did. And like Miguel and Nadi were saying, the beginning of the movie is so different and shot differently. And you're kind of confused the whole time. I I definitely agree with all you guys. I think the movie does a bad job at trying to like navigate this story and this plot line Again, I think it just fails at every turn. I think, like like I said at the beginning, I think he was just so concentrated on trying to trick the audience of like, oh, you think this is a twist, but no, there's another twist. Oh, but that's not it. There's another twist. And like, no, like, stop with the fucking twist, dude. Like, that's why you have this reputation of like doing these constant shits. It's like, just make the fucking movie and close out the trilogy the proper way. Like, what the fuck did you do? There was no reason to you to like. Spend half of the third and basically final film tearing down what you build. Like, wrap it up. You know, even if it would have been like something, even if they, they still could have died. But like I said, just, you know, like I said, better. the whole, yeah, the whole organization from the beginning, they're there. You're aware of them. They're hunting them down. They are trying to convince them. They are trying to save them. You know, but hang on. You know what would have been better, too? Is uh, let's rewrite this movie real quick, right? So instead of what happened in this movie, let's say David Dunn is let's let's do cat and mouse. He's trying to find the horde the entire time. 
while that's happening, Dr. Staples is trying to convince uh, Mr. Glass that he's not really a supervillain. He has no powers, blah, blah, blah. He tricks her, right? He tricks her. He breaks out. He orchestrates David Dunn and the Beast a fight in front of her. See? See, we are real, right? That's, that's the movie. Then Dr. Staples goes, yeah, I know. That's the twist. And she fucking wanted him yeah. to get them all together in one place. That would have been a better fucking twist. I'm the fucking mastermind. I'm part of an organization. That would have been cooler and a twist on him. Like, oh, you think you're the smartest? We've been doing this for centuries. But then he goes like, I know that. Yeah. I I streamed it off. Yeah, exactly. I screenshotted you, bitch, Snapchat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) he could have pulled the second twist. I think that would have been better because we would have assumed Dr. Staple doesn't know anything, right? Like she's trying to convince Mr. Glass. And like you said, it would have been cooler for him to try and prove to her, right? Like really prove to her. And then her go, yeah, I know. Swap team. But then we would have but we would have known they both were trying to trick each other. It would have been more suspense, like, oh, who's gonna get it? And again, perfect thing, because it it was supposed to be glass, right? The origin, you know, the split had, you know, the beast, the main story, the main story of it is focused on him. Yeah. The Beast, Kevin, all his personalities. Unbreakable, obviously it's him. Finding out, he, well, him and Semi-Glass, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Because he's involved a lot in the movie. But basically, you're he's becoming aware of his superpowers and everything that's going on and the changes and so on and so on. Again, part of the reason why I thought it was so cool and original and such a different superhero movie take. I was like, cool, I'm on board. And this one is just like Glass. I thought I was like, okay, well, Glass is smart. He's uh, basically a mastermind. So, where's the mastermind? He fucking died. <laughs> I mean, th- yeah, I understand his purpose was the video, but it's like it just wasn't satisfying. It was wasn't satisfying at all. Just, yeah. just overall, like I told Nadia, I was like, dude, so many opportunities Missed. wasted, fucking yeah, yeah. wasted, so wasted. So much potential. This could have, this could have gone. This could have spawned another trilogy. Yep. It could yeah. have done more. Or it's just like, the oh universe within itself. And it, I mean, it could still could, but it's like, ugh, the nah. way this one ended, it's I like, wouldn't want to go watch man. it. Would you want to go watch it if they make, like, let's say they continue the... Let's say they make a fourth one. Maybe I'd give themselves. it a chance, but I, but, I, but I wouldn't be excited. I'd be I like, I'd be like, no. I'd be like this, like, all right, let's see what bullshit they mm-hmm. came up with. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't be excited to watch it. It wouldn't be as good as if they set it up properly, like, oh, another good trilogy. But no, I, t- I kept telling that. I was like, so much potential. I even like Naughty's idea. What if throughout the movie, the son's plot line was not only the, the guy in the chair, but maybe he started thinking, maybe I'm like my dad. And then they could have set that up too. Like he yeah. had abilities. It's his origin story. Or Casey has abilities. Like they introduce these characters and bring them back from the previous movies just to be like, oh yeah, they're survivors. Like yeah. literally those three characters are just survivors. They survive these traumatic events. But do they get abilities? No, we don't find that out. Like You don't know. Yeah. yeah. And like I was saying earlier, this movie almost butterfly effects and rune split and and uh, unbreakable for me because yeah. now everything that happened in unbreakable i'm like who gives a shit david dunn dies <laughs> like yeah. like yeah he had 19 years of great probably he was saving the city and doing what is his vigilante thing but not kind of honestly pisses me off it's like well you kind of ruined that movie because now you're saying there was an organization the whole time that knew about him like why'd they wait 19 years then yeah yeah yeah, and then why did Glass sit in that facility for 19 years if he's so smart and he could have broke out any minute? It didn't seem that hard for him to break out. He broke out in a day. He's like, literally, tomorrow morning, we're breaking out. Like, 
What took you so long? <laughs> I don't understand then. Like, these movies... Got better shit, better supervillain shit to do than break them out I or thought M. Night's greatest sin was ruining Avatar, but this might be the greatest sin, no, ruining your no, own trilogy. Is, he ruined three movies. This is second, Roots. <laughs> don't... No. Last Airbender's first. You fucking have... The cartoon right there, how to pronounce the names correctly. Don't even pronounce the names correctly. Ang, it's Ang, you motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. But this one is close. It's the, sec- it's the second one. Like, All right. Perfect trilogy. Hey, you fuck it up. What is it? 1A and 1B? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're exactly. right there. Okay, exactly. okay. Let, uh, this, man, this podcast is almost two hours long. I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's, uh, let's just get to grades oh and we'll wrap it up God. here. Naughty. Grade, please. D. Wow. Okay. D. Fail? Uh, let's go with our guess. Okay. okay. Go. So for me, I'll give it a C plus. The only reason I give it a C plus is because the acting from uh, James McAvoy, uh, the doctor, and um, the other characters. Like, okay. Good acting. I like that, but the plot line just, oh, God damn it. It's almost like a C, C plus. Nothing great. Okay. Fail? <sighs> C minus. Again, and, and honestly, it's like, I want to give it a higher grade just like Miguel said because of the performances. Performances were dead on. like Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Just poor story, poor script. Um, yeah, so the story just okay. failed. Yeah, I mean, that leaves me. Um, honestly, I, I, I kind of enjoyed the first part of the movie, and I love all these characters. Like Miguel was saying, I mean, great, great performances. But just, like, let me down overall. I mean, on it, that third act really just drags the rest of the movie down. C+, plus, I guess. I mean, just because of the actors. I mean, honestly, there's no other reason it would get that. Like, if there was yeah. anything. And, yeah. and even then, I think... Um, I feel like I'm being real generous. That's too, what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. movie really let me down. Like, yeah. I want to almost just give it an F, but... Yeah. Honestly, I, yeah. I feel the same way. And the only reason I give it the... It's just because of the performance. The actors. Oh, you know what? I changed my grade. I'm going to give it an incomplete. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> Holy shit. A Cinema Adventures first. Yeah. An incomplete. Think about it. Wow. Think about it. I know, incomplete. It's, it's an incomplete. It's an incomplete trilogy because mm-hmm. they fucked it all up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do that, like I said, because of the actors. I can't. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the acting alone just saves it, but the plot but that's just is because stupid. I, like uh, Randy said, I'm being generous and I gotta credit them for their fucking acting it's not their fault that the plot line and the storyline was all fucked up that's so much potential like i've said again it was wasted so much potential and honestly i do agree with uh did you make this point that they kind of overused his transitions no, between no. no fail yeah okay i agree with you fail they kind of overplayed that hand but he still was great no yeah the like transition said, to everything was still fantastic so. i liked it but after yeah. a while i'm like I've seen this. <laughs> I saw it on Split. I don't need to see it anymore. I know he's a great actor by watching Split. Yeah. He jumped, I think, even from... He used, I think, more personalities on, on Split, I believe. Yeah, because they... Well, they said, no, no we got to see more, yeah, yeah, but it's still 24. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I know, but I think I thought he used uh, more personalities on Yeah, Split. yeah, no, we got to see some of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, we got to see I, more. Because I think they said in Split we only saw 10. Like actual come forward, mm-hmm. and this one we saw way more. But uh, yeah, but anyways, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, sorry. Okay, guys. Well, 
that was our review, our discussion, or destruction. <laughs> Disappointment. Yeah, we, sh- we shattered that movie into pieces. <laughs> not enough um, pieces. Please do not go see it. Don't support it. Don't it, bother. It's a terrible trilogy. It, it, it honestly ruins two other movies. Um, it's, yeah, it's not worth it. If you want to go see it to complete the trilogy, go see it, but you'll not, be disappointed. And not only that, don't but, encourage people, the fucking studios, yeah. anybody to give this man more, any more money to make more films. Honestly, this, is, no. this is the thing about Amin Shaman. The reason I say fuck him is because... He has so much potential, but it's like, is there nobody around you to tell you you don't need to do that? Go with this way? Like, come on, man. You are good. You made Sixth Sense. You made Unbreakable. You made Split. You have the potential to make fucking good-ass movies, but you fuck it up. <laughs> really? No, he you does. You good. He's, he's so good yeah, exactly. and bad at the same time. I 100% agree. When he's alone and doing his own thing and, and 100% control, he fucks it up. But when he has somebody watching him, ra- like ringing him in, he's better. He's more focused. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if somebody's around him or not to tell him, like, yo, you don't need to do this. Oh, I think, do this. Like, I, I don't think so. Because I think, like, like I said <sighs> on, that, on that interview, they told him, like, this is your baby. Here's the money. Go on and on your way and make the film. And I mean, I will give him, I'll give him one, one uh, credit. No, don't give me $20 million and you made this movie. It's pretty good. No, it looks I pretty t- good. I said this, I said this earlier. People, there's just people wanting to fill this trilogy like, oh, what's going to happen? It's not credit to him. It's because it is, but it's because but I'm he talking can- about money wise, like. 20, no, twenty mil, and this looks pretty good. Oh, it filming looks wise. okay. Filming wise, yeah, yeah. filming wise. I meant like, like the what budget do you accom- for the movie. Yeah, yeah. what do you accomplish with twenty mil? And I, I'm telling you right now, ten mil went to Bruce. Could've, no, <laughs> listen, listen. Could have done more. Get out. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, I agree. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, like always, guys. My name is Randy. Thank you, Naughty, and Miguel. Thanks, Miguel. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you guys later.